Hey everybody, it's episode 208 of PodQuest. Nice. 208, nice. It is Tuesday, August 21st, 2018. I am Chris, with me is Walnut. Yeah, I'm right here. And Druton. Hello. Of course, Walnut's messing with his microphone now, so it's going to sound all weird. Oh, stop. I was just turning it, that's all. Um, and I squeezed the thing so I know it doesn't rub anything. Like, I got this. No, you were no, still playing no. with the cord. Well, was turning the mic and he's going to grip it. This guy. 208 episodes. He still doesn't know how this stuff works. I right? know how it works. <laughs> I just didn't realize it was out of center. Uh, so how are you guys doing? My back hurts. Yeah, you're, you're fine. You'll live. Have you taken anything? Yeah. Yeah, it sucks because it's just one of those, like, it, it's going to be shitty for a few days. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's like a muscle thing, so it's if I move the wrong way, it just like twings that pain and then ramps it all back up again. Yeah. I have been there several times. Know how it feels, unfortunately. Yep. Uh so Gamescom's happening right now. Oh yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't know I, I believe it's it's already started anyway. Uh, there's already some news coming out of it. Um this is actually the first time since like E three that there has been a lot of gaming news. Yeah. Which is nice. Uh First one that I have is Devil May Cry 5 has a release date. When's that? March 8th of 2019. Okay. So, so two weeks after every other game in 2019 yeah. comes out. <laughs> I thought that was January 20th. Oh, no, it's February. Or, February 22nd is when every game comes out. I thought it was January 28th for some reason. but that I, I want to say the t- January 29th is Kingdom Hearts 3. The January 26th would, was Monster Hunter, so that's why yeah. January is always in the But right now. King, Kingdom Hearts does come out in January, yeah. and then it's like days... Days Gone and a bunch of other stuff all comes out on the 22nd. Days Gone's finally coming out? Yeah. No one's gonna care. We talked about this. I know. Two I'm months just, ago. I'm just, <laughs> I'm making a joke. Uh, I mean, uh, nobody already cares. Exactly. You know what I didn't, I, I didn't realize until, I think it was like over the weekend, Sony Bend is who's making uh, Days Gone. Right. Yeah. The last game they released was Uncharted on the Vita. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's just... That's a long time for just nothing. Yeah, yeah sure yeah, is. is. Especially for a, a first-party... Oh, actually, no, I guess it's really not that long for a first-party so- Sony studio like that. Because, I mean, look at uh, Last Guardian. Oh, yeah. That was uh, J- Japan Studio, I believe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Devil May Cry 5, March 8th, 2019. Awesome. I know they released a new trailer for it yesterday, I think. Or the other day. Yeah, there, there was um, no trailer for it. it. Um. I think it's cool that we're already getting a release date for it. Hopefully, the release date sticks. Just because, I mean, the game was announced at E3. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be sweet to look forward to. Yeah. And then uh, next up, uh, Supermassive Games. They did Until Dawn and the VR Inpatient game, which was a prequel to the Until Dawn universe. Yeah. Announced that they're going to be doing a horror like anthology series. Okay. Um, hopefully they're all going to be in the same vein as Until Dawn, because yeah. that sort of story-driven game, like, worked really well. Like, yeah. they did a really good job with that. Um, there was a trailer released for one of them called The Man of Medin. Medin? Um, it's, uh, the, the little synopsis thing is a, a group of divers investigating a World War II shipwreck who then appear to discover horrors buried in a plane wreck at the bottom of the ocean. The player will take control of all five dive- divers in the course of the story. Um, so, like, anything underwater like that tends to be creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, underwater games have been becoming big. Like, that's 
that's going to be a lot of people love it. Yeah, and the the one thing of note is this dark picture anthology thing is actually going to be multi-platform. Okay. Uh, which up until now, I think all of Supermassive's games have been published by Sony. So this is kind of I don't know whether those I don't know whether the inpatient didn't do well enough that Sony just doesn't want to do exclusivity for their titles. But uh, I mean that that's good for people that want to play on PC and Xbox. Yeah. Neither did you, either of you guys play Until Dawn? Nah, never no. got around to it. I have it, I, or I have because I got it for free. Yeah, it was a few on months PS ago. PS Plus, it was a while ago. Um, but I never, never put. It's good. Yeah, I, 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 I would highly. It's a good like, just kind of like sit down when you you want when you want to play something, but you don't necessarily want to play something because like it's very story driven. So there's not a lot of like action. Like you don't have to worry about like combat and stuff like that. Yeah. It's very, like, story-driven, and the mechanics are pretty basic, you know? Yeah. It's walk around, interact, I, talk, make decisions. I played, like, the first ten minutes of it. Like, I didn't get really anywhere. It was, like, a year ago. About a year. It was over a year ago when I played it, and I just... I Not that I didn't like it. I just never got into it further than what I played of it. That's fair. Sorry, I'm just typing something. Uh, Where did that page go? Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. I saw this. It's delayed again. Okay. Shocker. Um, it's also been canceled on Vita. Okay. Yeah. So I guess um, it must have been a Kickstarter backer update, I believe. Uh, went Pro- out probably. Um, and it's basically saying that after the beta that they just had for backers, they decided to delay the game again to make some changes. So this game is just never coming out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's just it's delayed till 2019. Okay. That, like the 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 announcement literally just says. The game will now launch in 2019. Well, so to be honest, I didn't even know it was like supposed to come out this year. Yeah, it was this year, and it was three years ago, and two years ago, and last year, and it's it, it's just never coming. Uh but yeah, they they also announced in in the thing that because the phys- Sony is ceasing production of physical cartridges for the Vita, mm-hmm. that they're just gonna skip doing the Vita version altogether. Yep, which like. I don't know. They should be far enough along that that version should already be as far along as every other version. Like, just release it, release it digitally. Like, well, th- I also believe in that post they talk about that the digital stores are also being changed on the Vita and possibly shutting down. So, I they did mention that, but I haven't seen that anywhere else. I I know physical cartridges are no longer going to be. Um, manufactured, but I don't see any reason for them to shut down the Vita store when there's still titles up there. And, like, games have have been coming out for it, like, recently. I think Guacamelee 2 came out on Vita. Man, your cats are not getting along right now. He's an asshole. He's a fat ass. Um, it, I mean, the black one started it. No, no. The, the fat one just is an ass. So, they're but, both... The, he, the black one's a jerk. The fat one's an ass. Yeah, I mean, I just... I saw the fat... Or the fat one was just kind of minding his own business, and your black cat came running in and... Yeah. ...started shit, and... But he just, he just wants to play. He wants a friend. Well, maybe... Maybe you should get him a friend. I don't... I can't... <laughs> I can't get him a friend. Um... But yeah, that's just... Th- so, if people backed Bloodstained on Vita, they have the option of either getting a refund or switching it to a different platform. So, I mean, that's not so bad. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like at this point, a lot of people that back that game j- don't even remember it. Like, they probably backed it on Vita and don't remember backing it. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who backed it for Vita, and yet they're just, they're not going to ask claim any of that because they're just gonna be like, oh shit, I changed my email address since then, and I don't even use it. Yeah. Type of thing. Like, um, it's been so long. 
Oh, sorry. The wording was they're stopping certain online store support features for the Vita. So what that means, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it would be dumb to not sell the games. Like, selling digital games to people that still have the system when your PSN is integrated the way theirs is? It's possible they are shutting down the ability to make any more games, add any new games to the servers for sale. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I guess it it would all depend on how long it's going to take them to even put this game out. Like, if 2019 means Christmas 2019, then yeah. But if it's going to come out first quarter, like, that just seems silly. Uh, It's going to be funny when, like, the the good version of Bloodstained is going to be the prequel that was released on Switch. Yeah, because for some reason I have a feeling that this game's going to come out and it's going to be like Mighty Number no. Nine. Like it's it's not going to be what people wanted, and everyone's going to fucking trash it. Yeah, I I haven't I'm not really interested in it, so I don't really pay attention to it. So I don't I have nothing to say. Like I've never been big on Castlevania in general, and I know that's what this game is really going to be. Yeah, I mean it's Symphony of the Night, which is like a very particular kind of Castlevania. Yeah, like, I've, I don't think I've ever played it. So I mean, Symphony of the Night is why it's called Metroidvanias. Yeah. Like, th- like the old Castlevania games don't have that same style. Like, it was Metroid and then Symphony of the Night were that very, like, go where you kind of want to go in the map, and, you know, there'll be blocks that you can't get past certain things until you get, like, an yeah. item or an ability or mm-hmm. yeah. beat a boss. Yeah, and I, I get that one. Like, I've played Metroid. I just It's fucking history, man. I, I don't really care for Castlevania. You know, I did forget that Sony... Uh, said that after next March, uh, Vita games aren't part of PS Plus anymore. Yeah, that I did so remember. That would sort of make sense to them kind of shutting down certain aspects of PSN on the Vita. I feel like they're kind of just running out of free games that they can even put up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> let's see. Th- this is actually another big one. Uh, Amazon. Very... I don't want to say underhandedly, but I can't think of a better way to put it. Announced that they are doing away with the 20% off for pre-orders on did video they? games. Yep. Um, they did not announce it in any sort of useful way. It was a Twitch Prime email. Okay. So, like, I got an email yesterday, and it was, like, changes to your Twitch Prime account. And the majority of the email was saying that Twitch Prime is no longer going to be ad-free, that, like, ads will play if, I guess channels have them enabled or help i don't really know how ads work on twitch to begin with like i don't watch enough twitch to ever really get them to be anyway yeah um plus i've had twitch prime because i've had amazon prime so yeah but like the last paragraph of this email said oh yeah and we're getting rid of the 20 percent discount if you pre-order games effective august 29th i want to say or 28th 28th so if you pre-order it now like if you pre-order a game right now through the 28th, you'll get the 20% off when it releases. So okay. you'll pay like the 50-ish dollars after tax and everything. After that, you are going to get a gift card on select items for $10 in Amazon that you can use on most things. So like, still cool, I guess, if that's... you shop on Amazon a lot. Yeah, that's like, but... I, that's that's stupid. I don't shop on Amazon enough to Make that worthwhile, so it looks like I'm going to be going to stores again and stuff, buying my games. I mean, the shitty part is, like, the only store you can buy games from is GameStop, and we don't have any good GameStops around here. Everyone you go to, they're a bunch of fucking scumbags, and it's all because of their district manager. Yeah. Like, I don't... 
The only reason I don't shop at GameStop is because of the way that they deal with their product. Like, I'm, I don't pre-order games. Like, I, I barely pre-order them on Amazon with the discount. Like, I don't want to have to make, like, a trip to a GameStop to give you $5 before a game comes out so that I can then make another trip to your store to buy the game later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also deal with them being like, well, do you want this? Do you want this? Can you reserve this? Do you want a subscription? Do you want do you want the um protection plan? Yeah, I mean, that's never been a big issue to me. Like, honestly, I haven't been excited. I haven't been happy with Amazon and their delivery anyway. I've never gotten, a, like, I, like, when the uh, Switch came out, I pre-ordered the Switch, but I didn't get the Switch till like, 3 o'clock. Same with pretty much every game that I took off to play. I didn't get that game till 2, 3 o'clock. So... And I'm like, I that's not just... Amazon's fault. That is, that's just how things ship. Like when it's coming th- through a, a, a courier service, like whether it's UPS, USPS, FedEx, like <laughs> Amazon has no control over that. I, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying it's. I'm just saying I'm not happy with the fact that I have to wait so late to get my game when I could have either gotten it digitally at midnight or gotten it physically at GameStop at midnight or nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, so I was just like, I, when I can't, I, the only reason I had an Amazon Prime was for the 20% off. Now the 20% off isn't gonna happen. I'm not, I'm not, I'll just go. You already don't have Prime anymore anyway. Yeah, I canceled it and I was gonna pick it back up once I had the money, but without the 20% off, I don't use Amazon enough. Yeah, I mean, that's how I shop for everything. It's easier to find stuff on Amazon than to go wander through a store. I need human interaction. I live alone. I don't. I know. (laughs) I get enough human interaction. Yeah, but uh, it's not too surprising that they're getting rid of it after Best Buy got rid of theirs. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I mean, honestly, like Amazon, enough companies are pulling, are either shorting stock to Amazon or just pulling product altogether. Like big companies, like you can always find like your random little stuff on there, but you can almost never buy Marvel movies within the first six months of them being out on Amazon. Like I was trying to get um, Infinity War and it's just not available on Amazon. And it's not even just, it's not even like it's on like a, a delay or anything like that. It's unavailable to purchase through them directly. And a lot of games are like that too. Like anytime new controllers or Nintendo stuff comes out, it's just not available. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, I'd rather just buy the games digitally than deal with, like if Best Buy had a better stock, cause they, they just don't seem to get a lot of stuff in. Like new, new big stuff comes in always, but like a lot of the other stuff is just, like, their game section is always really scarce. At least mm-hmm. Deptford and Cherry Hill are. Yeah. Like, they're almost empty. <laughs> um, and, and really poorly organized. It's like, nobody goes over there to, like, fix shit, ever. Which I, like, I worked in, like, a, a store like that. Like, part of the job was going over and, like, putting games back to where they were supposed to be at the end of the night. <laughs> I, I mean, and it's most of the kids that are working at GameStop now are the kids like, oh, I'm going to work at GameStop and I can be playing video games all day. And then the, they just don't do any work. Well, I was talking so. about Best Buy. Oh yeah, oh. Um, I don't go to Best Buy either. I I don't. I go to Best Buy just not for games because it's it's kind of barren over there. Yeah, it's like they have like their end cap with like Madden on it and Call of Duty, and that's yeah. About it. I mean, they have the yeah, they have those AAA titles that but, like are they know they're gonna sell. But yeah, like Spider Man, I'll probably just buy digitally. Like I want to play that right away. I don't want to go deal with a person at GameStop, so buy yeah. it digitally. Especially because the only GameStop that doesn't have a bunch of like douchebags working there in this area is the one in Somerdale. And that's just a little too far. Yeah. Actually, the, the Locust Grove is, like, hit or miss. Like, there's, like, three people that work there that are really cool. Everyone else is just way too pushy and know-it-all. See, I don't go to GameStop often enough to know 
how douchey people are, how pushy. Anytime I've been to GameStop, I walk up, I want to buy this. Okay, you want it? No. Bye. Like, I've never... So I guess with... I go when they're slow enough that they can, that they try to push everything. And it's one of those, like, if I'm going, it, it, this has always been my complaint. If I'm going in and handing somebody something super obscure that's, you know, in no way related to, like, a sports game, why are you going to try and push Madden on me? Like, why not, like, just ask, is there anything I want to reserve? Rather, Because it's not too much just saying, do you want to reserve, like, a Madden or a Call of Duty? Like, Audubon in particular has always been like this. They push, and they push, and they don't take no for an answer. But you gotta also think how many, like, are you saying, like, every time you visit, they push this specific game? Or they you, always push, or like, specific during... games, and rather than just, like, and like I said, I'm good with, do you want to reserve anything? Such and such is coming out soon. And I'm just like, no, I'm good, I don't play that game. Um, instead, what they do in Audubon is like, do you want to reserve Call of Duty that comes out in November? I'm like, no, I don't play Call of Duty. They're like, oh, well, you should, like... You're not going to be able to pick it up when it comes out. Like, we're not going to have any copies, so you should really reserve it now in case you decide you want it. And they just keep doing that over and over again, rather than just going like, okay. I've never had that experience. That's I, always my experience in Audubon. Yeah, I've never had that experience in any game, so... Audubon's the only one that that that, that particular one happens. Um, that store has always just been bad, though. It's either been people that are too pushy, or like, back when I worked at GameStop, that was the store where nobody gave a fuck there. And they used to just close the store 45 minutes early if they saw people coming up with trades. Like, legit, yeah. like, they used to go over, lock the door, pull the gate down, and then just sit on the counter and stare at, stare at the people knocking on the door. And then those people would in inevitably call my store and be like, hey, like, are you guys still open? Audubon's closed, and the guys are just sitting there staring at us. Jeez. Like, I, I wish that was a joke, but I had that exact thing happen more than once. Yeah. I mean, it's just the employees sometimes, but I don't know. I've never had a bad experience, so I'm saying. That's fine. I have. More, okay. I have had more bad experiences at a GameStop than good ones. Yeah. Walmart. Walmart's hit or miss, too. Like, they don't always have what you're looking for, but they have a... Walmart has a better game selection, so does Target, than Best Buy does. And that just seems backwards. No, that makes sense to me. I feel like the electronics store should have more games than... The Superstore, that has everything. Yeah, but, like, they're a store that has everything, so they, they're not supposed to have large quantities of everything. Like, look at their movies. Like, Walmart and Target don't have... Actually, Target has a really good movie selection. Walmart doesn't. But, like, Best Buy has a great movie selection. I, they're they're just... Their sales just aren't in video games. Like... I mean, Walmart I is guess. the biggest retailer in the U.S. Like, yeah. they buy the mo buy and sell the most things. That's fair. That is why they have a larger game selection. And... None of their employees care. Oh God, no. yeah. Like I have, have. Have you guys ever asked somebody at Walmart where something is? No, no. I know they don't. Um. Not only do they not know, they won't even try to point you in the right direction. Oh, of course like, not. Like I've had it. Like I, I've asked an, a couple of times just because, like, if the person's in that section, I'm hoping maybe they can at least point me to like the aisle something's in. And like I had one lady one time, and she was like a little bit older, so like. She apparently had, like, morals and, like, was raised to, like, be nice to people. But, like, <laughs> I've asked some people, like, in the Audubon Walmart, actually, and they've just walked away from me. Like, they don't they don't say no or, like, anything like that. They just kind of look up and then walk away. I'm like, what? what? Maybe they're walking you towards where the thing is. No. 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 I would follow them, see what happens. 
Next time you do that, next time that happens, follow him, see what happens. Just walk behind and be like, this doesn't look like the right aisle. I was asking you where, like, this was, but we're in the baby clothes section. You never know what could happen. Um, but yeah, it's a bummer that Amazon is getting rid of that. Like, it, it doesn't affect me too much. I mean, it doesn't really affect you either since you don't have Prime anymore. And Drew, do you, you don't have Prime, do you? Oh, I do. You do. But I don't ever buy games off Amazon. Although, well, well, because for a while I had the Best Buy rewards thing. Right. Until this April, I think, is when it expired. Like, it expired right right after they canceled it. Like, they stopped doing it. Did you think about trying to go in and, like, renew it right beforehand? Yeah. Um, Turned out I should (laughs) have. But yeah, it's, uh... If that $10 gift card thing applies to uh, digital games, I'd probably still order stuff off of there. Because, like, I'm going to buy the game anyway. It's going to, if, if it's a new game, it's going to be full price on PSN if I'm buying it digitally. Mm-hmm. If I can get a $10 gift card on Amazon for spending that 60 bucks, like, why not? But yeah. I, know, I know a lot of people did like the, like, you know, I can actually buy this game when it comes out because it's going to be $11 cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you just save up that $11 before it comes out. That's all. But it would have been $11 cheaper. I don't have to save up the $11 now. Well, no, you, you wait seven months until it's uh, dropped in price a little bit, and then pick it up at GameStop. I mean, I could do that. Only It'll only drop about $4 in those seven months. Or I could just <laughs> get it day of physical copy from GameStop instead of... But then it's you're still getting it for full price. But I'd be getting it for full price at, at Amazon anyway, yeah, so and why I'd not, be getting it on time this time. Why so. not just buy it digital so you can load it at midnight and play it as soon as you wake up? I like physical copies of shit sometimes. Depends on the game. The funny thing, I think it's funny that you like physical copies because y- you had that complaint the one time that it was too much of a hassle to change games, which is why the only game you were playing was Monster Hunter. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that was, it wasn't, it's not a hassle to change games, but it's, I was afraid that if I did change games, I wouldn't change back to Monster Hunter. That would have been a good thing. No, it wouldn't have, because yeah. I would have stopped playing. And I enjoyed Monster Hunter. Anyway. Uh, remember when Shenmue 3 got announced in, like, 2012? Sort of. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was 2012. What was it, 2015, maybe? I think so. Yeah, 2015. E3 2015, Shenmue 3 was announced. Finally has a release date. Probably will not stick, but it no. has a release date. Of when? August 27th, 2019. Okay. So, this time in one year, people can play Shenmue 3. It might stick. You never know. No, it won't. You never know. I don't believe that for a second. Uh... I know the um, Shenmue 1 and 2, like, HD collection or whatever they're calling it, just came out, too. So if, yeah, right. So if you guys were interested in playing Shenmue, you can play both of them in preparation for 3. I've got a year for it, so... I mean, those games are long. They might take you a year. No. No. Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. So, moving on to a game that's actually coming out soon. Uh-huh. Uh, some, there was a story trailer got released for uh, Life is Strange 2. Oh. Yeah, I saw that it got released yesterday, I believe. Yeah, um, that is going to be a very different game than I expected. The, apparently, the the kid that you play as in the Captain Spirit game, not the character you play in uh, Life is Strange Two, not even like the the secondary character that you that's like with you the whole time. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it looks like in Life is Strange Two, you're going to be playing as two brothers, like an older brother who's like a sixteen, seventeen year old, and a younger brother who I think is eight or nine. Like, under 10 years old. Like, young enough that, like, he needs to be taken care of. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I don't, I forget exactly how it happens, but, like, something bad happens. I believe your parents die, or you just otherwise have to run away from home. 
And it's like you and, and this brother, like, living basically on the run from everybody. Yeah. And you have to take care of your brother and make all the decisions and stuff that you would make in Life is Strange and hope for the best. Yeah. And I guess the character, Chris, that you play as in Life is Strange is going to be involved in it somehow. I'm assuming it's still going to be him older. Probably. Like, I feel like the Captain Spirit stuff is not going to be the... It's not That's not going to be the time period that it's happening. It's probably like that, maybe like five years later, where he's like 16 also. Like yeah. Maybe he's friends with the, the actual player character. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess they're, they're trying to go from the Seattle area to Mexico. Interesting. Which, um, the first Life is Strange took place in Washington State also. And I believe that's where um, Captain Spirit game took place also. It was in somewhere around Seattle. Yeah. So, but... Yeah, not not at. I I honestly thought the game was going to center around the kid from Captain Spirit. Like I thought he was going to be the player character as a teenager, dealing with the fact that like his dad's kind of like at the very least emotionally abusive and an alcoholic. Yeah, and and the fact that well, no, I I don't want to spoil it because I I saw the ending. So of Captain Spirit, yeah, he can fly. I mean, he can't fly necessarily. He floated for a second, but so the theory is. You see the neighbor kids, like, across the street. Or at least kid. I think it's, like, the kid and, like, a parent has their back turned. Yeah. The theory is that the kid is actually floating him. And that that kid might actually be the one that you're playing, like, as a 16-year-old in Life is Strange 2. Oh, interesting. So, like, hmm. they would have been neighbors. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Still, like, that game comes out September 27th, so it's not that far away. Yeah. Or at least episode one comes out on the 27th. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm looking forward to. I will definitely be picking that up when it comes out. Okay. I still haven't played any of the others, so I've, we'll see what I decide to do. Especially You're just the when worst. I I, what? I've never played them. Life so. is Strange 1 was free. Uh, gee, I think I actually might actually have it. You probably didn't, because you always forget to do no, it. No, I think that is one of the games that I did remember to get. I just haven't played it. it, it it's not that big of a time commitment. I know. I just... Monster Hunter was a big time commitment, so... I haven't played anything other than that for a long time. That's true. Uh, so, did either of you see that uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is going to have its own take on the Nemesis system? No. No. Yeah, so it's going to have, like, I guess mercenaries that are going to play similar to the um, the Nemesis system. Hmm. I'm trying to find the actual line for it in this article. Yeah, so it's going to be the, um, the mercenaries. The mercenaries of assassins. So, like, people out to specifically take out assassins. And, like, okay. they each have strengths and weaknesses, unique attributes, um, very similar to the Nemesis system in Shadow of Mordor. Okay. And, like, that was a really cool system. Yeah. I, I love that system in that game. Yeah, it, it looks like Odyssey. They're they're legit, like, from what I've seen so far in Origins, like, they cha- they've changed a lot. And it looks like Odyssey is changing even more. Yeah. Which is, like, a good thing. Like, that game, that's one of those series where it definitely needs the, uh... The overhaul. The overhaul, yeah. But I'm also excited to see another another company try, like, a Nemesis-like system. Yeah, it's... I mean, that would make an interesting turn for the Assassin's Creed games, having something like that, where... I, I, I Hopefully it's not like Shadow Mordor, where, like, they're in their own section, own areas, and more of, also, like Shadow Mordor, where they, they wander... And not just stay in a place. Like, if they wander, that'll be better. Like, they're chasing after you throughout the entire game instead of just like, 
oh, you happen upon them. It's they're like right. They're a few steps behind you, and if you take too long doing something, they're gonna come up on you. Yeah, I know. So uh, where I'm at in Origin right now, I did recently get like an alert that there are after I killed a guy, there are now people hunting me. Huh. Um, like some sort of elite guards are hunting me, and mm-hmm. they may pop up at any time. So I feel like this might be kind of an exp- like an expansion to that. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, I haven't run into these guys yet, but there is like this weird symbol on my map nail ever since I saw that, and I'm not sure if it's them or not. But I'm purposely like steering clear of that just in case. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what happens. And I think what is that? Is that a November game or a late October game? Um, I think it's usually a November game. Yeah, but you know how like the last couple of years, some of those November games have like come out like late October instead. Yeah. Like, I think Origins came out late October. Um, so we talked about this last week a little bit, Drew. Uh, Diablo mm-hmm. 3 got officially announced for Switch. Right. So time for you to buy a Switch. <laughs> Listen, I haven't bought any of the other versions of Diablo 3. I don't know why I would buy the Switch one. So you can play it on the go. I mean, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Sure. Like, think about it this way. You take it to work. You, you, you kickstand it with its, with its weak-ass little kickstand on your desk. Uh-huh. And through your lunch break... You fight the minions of Diablo. While I'm paying for their online service. Probably not. It's $10 a year. $20 yeah. a year. I thought it was 10 a year. It's 20 a year. Uh, still, it's $20 a oh, year. Hold on. I'll even better. I'll do you one better. I already have a group of friends that are doing a family plan. We've got three people already. A fourth. It would be $10 a year. Boom. Actually, it'd be less than ten dollars. Yeah, I was waiting for I you to figure say, out that, that math. math doesn't work out, <laughs> and I wanted to know how you were getting screwed on this. It, w- it would be what the it'd be nine dollars a year. Excuse me, eight fifty, whatever. It's thirty five, thirty five for family plan. Oh, oh okay. See, I'm sorry. Come on, guys. They announced this last week. Family yeah, uh, plan is yeah, thirty five dollars no. a year, up to eight um, accounts. I forgot be that the, linked to it. I completely so, forgot the family plans were like fifteen dollars more expensive. Yeah, but it's we're, we have so far three people, so we're going to be paying just over ten dollars a piece. So, are you guys sure year. it's going to work the way you want it to? Worst case scenario, we cancel it and everybody gets their own. That's because my understanding was it doesn't work the way you think it's going to. They haven't really said how it's yeah, going to work. That's I, 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 yeah, so your understanding is wrong because they haven't said it. All they say is up to eight accounts. Can be linked with this. Doesn't say like location base. It doesn't say on one system. It just says up to eight accounts. I thought the and it says it can be separate systems as well. I thought there was something about the location, but no, there wasn't anything about location. But yeah, Richie is right because it it was specifically pointed out for people that have multiple switches in their family, so that this way, you know, if I have a switch and Erica has a switch and. She wants to also have cloud saves. She doesn't have to spend another $20. Yeah, I have it right here. Family membership and Nintendo account holder may invite up to seven others to join a family group. All members of the group will have access to Nintendo Switch Online. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it does work the way that everyone... I wouldn't be surprised if it works the way that you're thinking it's going to work. I just don't expect it to work well because it's Nintendo. And even after 15 years, they still have the mentality of nobody wants to play online. Because if they didn't, this would not have taken them a year and a half to launch, nor would it be as ass-backwards as it has been so far. But hey, cloud saves, maybe. <laughs> no, definitely. Look, they're saying they're, there's going to be cloud saves. I don't necessarily believe it's going to launch with it, even though they're saying right now it will. 
Just like they told us that friend codes wouldn't be a thing when the Switch launched, but they're still fucking a thing. Um, and it's Nintendo. Like, their cloud saves are probably going to be something totally different, and it's not actually going to save your entire game. You're still going to need your local save data, and you're not going to be able to transfer it or something stupid. We'll see. It's only it's only twenty bucks a year. So exactly. And I mean, if it's twenty bucks a year, and there's some sort of, and and that streaming game thing, like whatever the yeah the the, the, the not virtual console option yeah. thing is. If it has, if if they have enough good titles available, the twenty dollars becomes worth. Yeah, but if it's just Doctor Mario, which I think is one of the titles announced now, then like, no, like that's not that's not right at all. You don't want to play online Doctor Mario. I don't want to play offline Doctor Mario. <laughs> like nothing, nothing against Doctor Mario. I played for about two hours on the the NES, cla- the SNES Classic. Uh, no, that would it was SNES Classic, right? No, that was an NES game. Are you sure? Yeah. Right now, the one, two, the ten launch titles they have for it are Soccer, Donkey Kong, Super Mario Bros., Ice Climbers, Legend of Zelda, Tennis, Mario Bros., Balloon Fight, Dr. Mario, and Super Mario Bros. 3. Also, confirm- it also, launches, all launches the games with 20, so we have ten more that they haven't announced. All the games they've announced are NES games. Well, yeah, it is, it is the Play NES game. It's the Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Switch Online. It's the NES system. Like, it's... Yeah. That's what they say it is. It's NES. They didn't say it was going to be anything else. As yeah. of yet. Yeah, like, they they never really... At no point did they make people believe that it was going to be anything else, as far as I know. Um, I swore they said NES and SNES games. No. I, I'm on the official Nintendo site and it says NES. So, uh, if they said it in the past, maybe it's something they're going to do in the future. But when they initially launched, announced this, they also said that the games were going to cycle in and out to where you could only play them per month, where this is saying that games are going to be added regularly, so it could be that you get all the games are always going to be available. Yeah, yes. yeah, like, exactly. There's not enough to say whether or not, like, how how good or bad this is going to be yet, and how all of this is going to work. But it's going to be the end of September, so we'll know yeah. soon. Uh, but an- anyway, yeah, Diablo 3. <laughs> it's coming to Switch. Um, it will support the four op, co- four player co-op play, um, including locally. So you can have four switches in a room and play together. Mm-hmm. Which that's actually kind of cool. Um, I probably still won't buy this. Just like, but, like, I know Drew is not going to buy a Switch just for Diablo. But like, that is an old enough game at this point. It is not worth $60 anymore. I mean, I guess it's, it, it's arguably what it's worth, but like, I'm not going to spend $60 on a game I already own twice. I, I'm not going to spend $60 on a game that I was already gifted twice. Like, yeah, I'm that's not- what I mean. Like, even if I didn't pay for any of them, like, I'm not spending, I'm not buying a, a game that's six years old at $60 just when I already have it. If I had never bought Diablo anywhere else or couldn't play it anywhere else, then yeah, maybe. Maybe I'd pick it up on Switch just to be able to play it, but if I want to play it on the console, I'll play it on PS4. Yeah. Like, I don't take my Switch with me too many places anyway. Like, yeah, you- I mean, I'm, I'm opposite of you. I just, I don't like the game, so I'm not gonna buy it. If I were a fan of the game, I would consider getting it, cause I'm, a lot of the games that I'm getting for the Switch, I want them because of the ability to bring it anywhere. Crash Bandicoot Trilogy that I had, that was originally on my Amazon wishlist as a PS Plus game, or as a PlayStation game, I took it off and put it as a, as a Switch game, and that's why I have it for Switch. So, like, I want to be able to take that with me. I'm more likely to bring my Switch down the shore than I am to bring my PS4 down the shore. Yeah, that's right. Or fair. on vacation or whatever. 
Or just to my parents' house. Maybe you should stop going places. Uh, I mean, I should, but I, I wasn't home all weekend. It's been a long weekend. It has been a long weekend, I agree. Yeah. It's Tuesday also, so... Well, I, I, I was... <laughs> I just meant last... This weekend, it just passed. No, I know what you mean. Um, Spyro, the Reignited Trilogy. Yeah. Has been delayed. I forgot it was a thing until this news came out. So it was supposed to come out next month. Wow, like, really? I, it was scheduled... It was supposed to come out like the 21st or 22nd of September. Huh. Yeah. It's now pushed back to November 13th. Okay. Um, it is speculated, because they haven't, they haven't said why. Um, the rumor, though, is it was announced that only Spyro 1 was going to be on the disc. 2 and 3 were going to be download only. Okay. Uh, people don't like that. No. Um, understandably. Like, if you're buying a physical disc, why do you have to download two-thirds of the content? Yeah. Um, Especially for a game like that. Like, yeah. that it, it all should be on the disc. How fucking big could it be? Yeah, exactly. It was a single... All of it was a single disc on PlayStation era, so... so to be in, fair, they, they are, you know, it, it's a it's like crap. Yeah. It's a full remaster. Yeah. So sure. it is going to take up more space. Sure. But the the Blu-ray, like a Blu-ray disc with full compression can hold up to like 100 gigs now. Yeah. Yeah. Or 300, maybe it's 300 gigs. I don't it's, think it's... It's something yeah. ridiculous. I was, I was actually just looking it up the other day. It's, they, they fit all of the Crash Bandicoot games onto a disc. They can fit all of the Spyro games onto exactly. a disc. Exactly. That's all we need to say about that. So... The speculation is that they're delaying it so that they can actually put the games on the disc. Yeah. And have enough time to actually print the the discs and everything. Yeah. Which, uh, like... That seems, like... Stupid? Yeah. Um, Kind of, like, unrelated tangent. Um, I, I did go down, like, a rabbit hole of Blu-ray discs, Wikipedia, and stuff like that. Um, As well as um H- HD DVD. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Do you do you by chance watch the mailbags from Giant Bomb? Uh, uh, usually, I haven't watched the most recent one. So it was either the most recent one or the one before that. They got a bunch of ultra or a bunch of HD DVDs. Yeah, like like a whole fucking box full of HD DVDs. Mm-hmm. You keep trying to say ultraviolet DVDs. Yeah. Well, I keep wanting to say ultra ultra HD because that's like the new thing. Yeah. Um. And the person also sent them the the 360 HD DVD player. Okay. To which they went over and put it on a pile that they had already gotten an HD DVD player and a stack of HD DVDs. <laughs> but it just made, it made me remember that whole era of nobody wanting HD DVD, nobody buying that $150 DVD player. Sounds right. Add-on. Yeah. Like, Vogel bought it. Yeah, of course he did. Hold on. Well, Vogel bought it and left it at my house, and Eric owns it now. It gets better than that. He bought it because it was going. It was clearance at GameStop. Yeah, this was while while he worked at Movie Stop. Yeah, um, at the Turnersville one. Yeah. So his thinking was he's buying that pretty cheap, and then he was going to go to work and buy a bunch of the HD DVDs cheap because the last time he had worked, they were also on clearance. Yeah. He got to work. All of the HD DVDs had been sent to another store. So he, I don't think he ever had HD DVDs for no. it. Eric bought Heroes Season One. I remember that on HD because it wasn't coming out on Blu-ray because it was Universal and they were doing HD DVD. Right, I forgot about that. So he might still have Heroes Season One on HD DVD with the Xbox 360 HD DVD connector. It's funny though, like like kind of falling down that rabbit hole of like looking at the two formats, like. Blu-ray is, like, 
regardless of which one won, Blu-ray was the better format. Yeah. Because, like, when VHS and Betamax happened, like, Betamax was actually the better format. It was just the more expensive format. Yeah. Which is why it failed, because people didn't want to spend the money it costs for the player and the tapes and all. Yeah. Like, HD DVD was actually, like, the the discs had way less storage on them. Um, because they were the, they were just like a normal DVD. Yeah. Essentially. Like, they, they had a higher capacity, but I found out, and I mean, you guys might already know this, Blu-rays actually use like a blue laser. Yes. Yeah. So, I didn't know why they did that. I thought it was just the technology. It actually lets it, it lets it read data better so they can compress more data onto a disc. That like a normal like red laser wouldn't be able to differentiate between the like the parts of the data apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's because blue is a smaller wavelength. Yeah, I believe so. It can read narrower space in data. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I didn't realize that. Like I, I knew that it used a, a blue laser because that's the Blu-ray. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the name of the format. Yep. But I didn't realize it was actually like it did. I thought I honestly thought that the disc itself was just a different thing kind of like playstation discs were different when they had like the black bottoms um i don't know that those were different they didn't play in normal players at all like i think that was just the four well i thought they had like a different capacity on them or something no i think that was just well one they did you could put it into a cd player and depending how the music tracks were formatted like it would play i thought that only worked if it was a silver bottomed game though there are no silver bottom or something aren't there I guess the greatest hits ones are. Yeah, because I, I have some that aren't black-bottomed. Yeah. And they're probably uh, all greatest no, hits. Though. Yeah, the greatest hits versions aren't. You're right. But it it all had to do with how they the individual games formatted the music tracks in the game. Okay. Because, like, you could put whichever Twisted Metal it was that had, like, all Rob Zombie songs for the soundtrack. You can put that in a CD player and play... The soundtrack. I didn't know that. I knew you used to be able to do that with uh, Dreamcast games, but I didn't realize you could actually do that with uh, PlayStation games. I also never owned like a Twisted Metal game to have it, ever even tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that I just thought that was interesting. That like that the reason it's blue is because it actually lets it read like data differently. Um, what else is there? So that Halo Infinite thing that was shown off at E3, right? That is officially hundred percent Halo Six. Okay. Yeah. It's it's not a spin-off, it's not a prequel, it is the next Halo game. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, it's probably still early, but, like, the video they showed, like, it just didn't look good. Like, compared, like, Halo 5 actually looked really good. Like, that video, that little trailer, like, I don't know, like, the textures and stuff just didn't look great. Uh, I don't know, it looked fine to me. It's also been a few months, and I haven't watched it since then, so I don't really, I don't really remember, but it, it. It wasn't a big bother to me when I was watching it. I thought it looked fine. I mean, look, it did not look like a last-gen game, but it did not look like the game that should be coming after Halo 5. Like, And again, it's probably early enough that they have a whole bunch of work to do and they just needed to show something. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, just the textures and stuff just looked kind of dated and light on detail. Especially compared to, like, a lot of those other first-party... Not that there was a lot of first-party games, but... All the other first-party stuff they showed looked really good. Yeah. So, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, Vampire, the Don't Nod game that came out in June, where you, you're a vampire doctor in the 1800s. Uh-huh. It's going to get a TV series, apparently. 
Okay. Or at least the rights have been purchased to make it a TV series. What hasn't been purchased to make a TV series? So not a lot, a lot of games don't seem to go the TV series route. They normally seem to go the movie route and then either get made and are total garbage or languish in development hell for decades. Yeah. But for, from what I know of that game, it actually probably suits itself very well to a TV series. Because you are some sort of doctor in England-ish, London, um, in like the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And you're also a vampire. <laughs> so the whole idea is you don't really... It's that it's that normal, you're, you're fighting your bloodlust, but you need to feed occasionally to not die and or become a monster. Yeah. But you're also trying to help and save people. I think during like like one of the plagues. Maybe not like a plague, but maybe like a yellow fever outbreak or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are just dying. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, it was Fox 21 has been granted the rights. Which I, is that just what, is that the part of Fox that is still owned by Fox? Probably. Maybe. No. I think that everything Fox. Well, yeah, everything Fox minus sports went, minus sports and news. I thought they kept their broadcast network, too. Well, yes. They kept their broadcast network, Fox News, Fox Business. So, I mean, if this is a broadcast show, like, if if they purchased it for their broadcast network? Which, I mean... I mean... If I remember correctly, back before cable, at least in Philly area, 21 was Fox. No, 29. Was it 20? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. But Fox is 21st Century Fox. Yeah. It used to be 20th Century Fox. It could be. I, I mean, in fairness, right now, Fox still owns Fox. Yeah, no, 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 I, I do know that. I just wasn't sure if that was what Fox was calling itself for, like, the little bit of its self that it was still owned, or if that would, or if this project would potentially go to Disney and then get axed because Disney won't want to make it. That, that's probably what will happen. That's kind of a bummer. Um, the last thing I have, uh, the the girl that took over for Tony Stark in the comics. Riri <laughs> Wales, yeah. right? Um, she's going to get her own solo series. Okay. Which she kind of, after Bendis left the Marvel books, the two, three big characters that like he created that had big runs in books were um, Jessica Jones, uh, Miles Morales, and Riri Williams. Yeah. All three of the books that they had ongoing at that time ended. Okay. So like Iron Man ended with Tony Stark coming back and like a new series launching. Um, Spider-Man ended with Miles Morales in like a hospital. And Jessica Jones just kind of ended with the story finishing up and her going back to being a mom or some shit. Uh, they have since, there is a, like, digital first Jessica Jones book that's running now. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's a Spider-Man book that's going to be starting up again soon. But they hadn't announced anything for Riri. And her and Miles were both in, like, a team book also. Okay. But she was actually a really interesting character just because she had the, the smarts stuff going on that tony has right but not so much like the ego mm-hmm. yeah so like she was all about like like she was v- very much like that like kind of one-sided like has to get like something done yeah person but like i don't know her character was really interesting and her interactions with people were always cool too because she was essentially the iron man at the time because tony was missing she just mm-hmm. went by a different name right yeah so it'll be cool to see what uh what a solo series for her looks like not being part of that Iron Man story that involved, like, everyone. When they introduced her in, like, the Iron Man books, like, Tony was still, like, 100% around. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of, like, mentoring her. 
Right. And then she became like the prominent character in the one Iron Man book that was running at the time while Doctor Doom took over the other one. And that whole run with her as like the, the focal point was very much a she is Iron Man. Like yeah. she is interacting with Iron Man's supporting cast. They're looking for Tony Stark, like Yeah. So like this is like them kind of getting to build her sort of supporting cast and rogues gallery and everything. Yeah. That'd be cool to see them like make a brand new character so like nowadays pretty much and own villains or own that'll be cool to see. Yeah, it's weird. So the Marvel's been doing does fairly well with creating new characters. Yeah. Like especially lately, like they they've had a lot of like new wave teenage heroes coming on. Like that was the thing back in the sixties. Like you had the X Men, Spider Man, like Johnny Storm with the Fantastic Four, even though like the rest of them were all adults. Um but then you had like that long jump where like everyone was just kind of like a 20 something or older. Yeah. And th- now you have, you know, you have Miles Morales, you have Riri Williams, um you have Miss Marvel who's um I think she's supposed to be probably like 16 or something like that. She's like she's in high school. Yeah. Um one of the Novas is a teenager. The not Hulk anymore Hulk guy is a teenager. Yeah. So like th- they've done a good job of sort of making those legacy characters younger versions of like their older counterparts but still making them a different character like miles yeah. is not peter parker he does not share any of the same like characteristics as peter parker yeah um but he has like a similar power set so his villains tend to be villains that you're familiar with from spider-man yeah like he went up against um black cat and like shit like that <laughs> yeah and like occasionally they'll throw in like somebody new but like they haven't done a good job not that they haven't done a good job, they just haven't had much luck with building, like, interesting rogues for these new heroes to go against. Yeah. A lot of it is either just really obscure characters that have been around for a long time that just aren't being used elsewhere, or one-offs that kind of just don't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, when you have so many villains that you have to go off of, I guess, it makes sense. It does, but, like, new villains are always cool. Like, yeah. if there's new heroes, there's gotta be new villains. Like, yeah. If the if these kids are getting powers, there are other people also getting powers. Yeah, but just think of how many villains they have, and like how hard do you think it is to not try to make the same villain twice, even though they've made the same hero multiple times with every hero. So it's... I mean, they've done that with a lot of villains too. Like they've done the hero thing with villains in some cases, where you'll have like like Electro, like Max Dillon, like the Electro that like you'd be familiar with from like the cartoons and everything. Yeah. He is not Electro anymore. It's a girl. Yeah. Same powers, basically wears the same suit, but it's not him. <laughs> yeah. And like that there's a lot of those out there. Um but yeah, that that was all the news. Oh, you forgot about Pokemon Go. Celebi is now active. So they had a quest list. I didn't for forget me. about Pokemon Go, I just didn't I, care. I just, I just <laughs> want to fuck with you. I just wanted to fuck with you a bit, but in all honesty, they had a set of tests that you do for Mew to unlock Mew. And it's like, there's eight quests, quotes, and each quest has three tests to do, to do in each. On Monday at four o'clock Eastern time, um, they launched, uh, a, a, a ripple in time quest, which you can do with both Mew. And, as long as you get to level three with Mew, you can do them both at the same time. So once you get to quest level three, it unlocks quest level one for a ripple in time. And you can do that. So people are now trying to figure out what all eight quests are, all eight objectives. Some people found ways to break things, and I didn't know that they could do that. 
Wait, so can you not get Mew anymore? Or can you no, still you can still quests? get Mew. You, you can do them both simultaneously now. So you just need to find the quest to do them to get them? You get the quest. He just gives it to you. So, like, once you open up the game, say, since you two have never played, haven't played since they had it, say one of you were to download the game and open it up, you would be given the Mew quest. Like, uh, Professor Willow would just talk to you. And he'd be like, I'm trying to find this legendary Pokemon. And you'll have, um, I can't remember the name of the Mew quest, one of eight. Once you get to three of eight, and maybe complete it, so maybe four of eight, he'll be like, oh, I'm looking for this other legendary Pokemon. Is this like that field research stuff? Yeah, but the f- there's there's two different kinds of field research. There's the special, and but then the... Is this the one that has, like, the, the like... The little stamp marks where, like, it's, like, dotted lines. That's like, each... that's the dailies. There's also the main field research, the special research. The one where it's, like, three things that you, like, do the three things and you get, like, a reward? Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they added... I just think it's ridiculous. People have found a way to break the game already with, um... One of the tasks at, uh, I think it's, um, step two, which I haven't even gotten to yet, is catch three po- catch a Pokemon every day for three days. Just catch one Pokemon every day for three days. People found a way to break it and have already unlocked step four, or step three, and it's only been out since yesterday. By switching time zones or something, and making the game think you're in a new day? I don't know. It makes no sense to me. But, like, people are all the way up to, like, uh, uh, number five at this point, I think. As the furthest I saw was, like, somebody's at, uh, task five. Okay. And I'm keeping an eye on it, because one of the tests for Mew was to evolve a Magikarp into a Gyarados, which oh. you needed 400 candies to do that. There's two Pokemon that you need 400 candies for, new, two new Pokemon, Swablu and Whalmer to Whalord. Swablu to whatever its thing is. Yeah. And then there's also Phoebus, which you need to walk 10 kilometers and get 100 candies to evolve that into Melodic. So I'm just keeping an eye out on what I need to keep so that I can evolve whatever the hell else I want to evolve. But it's cool that they added that, and they're doing like some sort of special event with a bunch of new shinies and stuff, too. I more so wanted to just talk about they finally added Celebi after, I think it's been... I thought Mew was out for about a year, but Mew's been only out for like six months. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to keep them spaced apart. Well, yeah, no, it's just... I thought Mew was out longer, is all I'm saying. Like, I thought it's been like a year since Mew was out, but people have been saying Mew's only been out this year. So, so. then probably sometime early next year they'll release uh, Jirachi. Um, That's the next, like, weird special one. Yeah, maybe. Probably. I mean, um, they seem to be releasing all, like, the big set ones through, like, raids. Like, they had, like, the dogs, and they'll well, have, like, the that, Reggies. Yeah, they're doing the Reggies through the raids, but then it's, like, the Mew, the Celebi... Whatever that it would be, I guess Jirachi would be through the special tasks. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm thinking because Victini was Gen four. No, it wasn't. Or was that Gen five? Five or six? I think it was five. It was that was black and white was Victini. Yeah, so that would have been so. So I think that would be when they get all the way up to. The, that's so Gen probably, five because yeah. Gen one is red and blue, Gen two is gold and silver, Gen yeah. three is ruby sapphire, Gen four is diamond pearl, Gen, Gen five is black and yeah. white. So like I I don't know a lot of the newer Pokemon that are out right now because it's been so long and I think I missed one or two of the games when I was younger. Didn't really play a lot of them. It seemed like a lot of people skipped um, Gen. Not even skipped, but like Gen three is the one that like people have the least fondness for. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, Gen Gen 1 and 2... Like, Gen 1 got got it started. A lot of people still play Generation 3, 
And then it seems like that whole um, Game Boy Advance era kind of yeah. got skipped over. Yeah. And I then never, everyone started playing Diamond and Pearl again. Yeah. I never played Ruby Sapphire, oh. and I didn't play Gold Silver until the DS re-release. Oh, wow. Like, I played... I Yeah, I think it was Gen 3 and 4. I didn't play much. Like, I had them. I may have played a little bit of Gen 3. I don't think I ever owned Gen 4. And then I jumped right into Gen 5. Like, I do want to go through and play, like, all the Pokemon games again, but that's sometime down the line when I actually have money to do it. Makes sense. And yeah, um, Victini was Generation 5, black yeah. and white. So, so I, I right. don't know who they would... Because they're already at Gen 3 Pokemon with Whelmer and Swablu and even, I think, even Phoebus. But then they still didn't release all of Gen 2, which is weird. So I thought I, they, they just haven't released the legendaries yet, I think. No, I mean, they've done the dogs, they've done, uh, they've done the dogs, they've done Ho-Oh, they've done Lugia. Like, all the but, legendaries are... So they're still Celebi, which is just out. Which is what they're just doing, and I, I don't know if they've released all of Gen 2. So there were only a hundred extra Pokemon in Gen 2, if I remember correctly. It went from 150 to 250. Okay. Let me see what my... Because I have a bunch of Gen 3, so let's just see what my Pokedex says for the numbers. So... Gen 4 might be Cresselia. So, like, you know how, like, Mew and Celebi ha- and, like, even Victini have that sort of similar character model? Like, they're, like, the small, cute Pokemon. Jirachi is, too. Uh-huh. Um, Generation 4 had the Lake Guardians, which looked like that, but there were three of them. Like, that was, like, one of the trios that generation. Okay. So, Cresselia was the other one that, like, was kind of, like... It's standalone one, so I'm I'm thinking maybe that might be the one that they release sort of through these research thingies. Yeah. Okay. So no, they did release all of Gen two. I just there just aren't as many Gen two as like you think. Yeah, I thought there was a lot more. It's um, I mean, there's a bunch that I'm missing. There's two thirty four, two thirty five, two forty, two, and um, the rest of them I know what they are, but I don't have them. Two forty four, forty five, forty seven. 50 and 51 is obviously Celebi. 50 is Ho-Oh. 44 and 45 is Siakona and... Oh, have, have um, they released Latios and Latios? Because um, those were technically legendaries. I sh- so they, they might be two that haven't actually come about yet. I mean, it's at 251. It labels up to 251. No, but I just meant like they haven't... They might not have actually been released yet. Like, because they're... They're I mean, Gen 3. Latios and Latios? Yep. Which one? What are those? I don't remember. They look like dolphins. Like one's red and one's one's red and white, one's blue and white. I th- I thought they were Gen two, so that's my fault. No, they're three. Um, they were part of a movie. I think they were movie four. No, five. Yeah, because four I believe was Celebi, so five. Uh, I don't have. I don't know. They might have, but if he's, um, I yeah, mean the- they've they've released Kyogre and uh, Grodon. Okay, but so but not um Rayquaza. Rayquaza? Rayquaza? No, not yet. I don't think so. I don't think they've done Rayquaza yet. And uh, um, Lat- Latias and Latios are considered the Eon duo. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about Celebi real quick, because I thought it was ridiculous that people are... are well, not already, but that people found such a way, a way to cheat the days on your cell phone. I thought that was a little nuts. That it's like, oh yeah, if you could just... like, if you just And the one dude that told me is like, it works on some phones, not on others, but like you can just change the... or do something about time zones and make your phone think you're on a different day. Like, why is it, why are you in such a rush? 
Could have just waited those three days and then seen what was coming. Listen, next. you can't wait for these things. You can. Like, I, I just want to know what the steps are. I don't care about getting the rewards super fast. I just want to hear what the steps are super fast. So this way you know kind of what you need to Yeah, so for. I can prepare. So I know if I need to save my Swablu, who's almost ready to evolve, or if I should s- start trying to walk my Whelmer for, per, for probably 1,200 kilometers, because God knows it's going to take me forever to get that. Because I've only seen, like, three Whelmers in my life. Um, They're always over by our place. What, Whelmer? Yeah. I never... I, I've i seen one at a... I, I think I've gotten three total. Like, and two of them were in raids. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of them pop up on Erica's phone when she's playing when we're yeah. walking the dog. I'm gonna... Because there's, like, you know the park down the street from our house? Yeah. The gazebo and then the baseball field are a gym and a stop. Yeah. And there's always stuff around them. Oh, last night I opened it up and a um, Stantler was nearby. I I ran out to go try to find it and I lost it. Oh, it wasn't sucks. it wasn't at a stop. It was just in grass. It was in high grass somewhere and I just couldn't find it. I thought it was going to be over there because that's usually where things are. But uh, anyway, I, Drew, did you have any news that I missed? No. All right. Well, uh, let's take a quick break then, and we'll come back and go over stuff that we've done. Sure. All right. Cool. And we're back. Here we are. So, what have you guys been up to? Oh, you know, stuff and things. Things and stuff. I went to Cleveland intentionally. Yeah, why would you do that? (laughs) Uh, Don't you remember Drew Carey? Cleveland rocks. uh, No, no, it doesn't. No. Didn't you ever see the Cleveland tourism video? Oh, yeah. Me, a bunch of my friends, we we reference that all the time. Cleveland sucks. Cleveland's the worst. So, uh... Sarah won the Hamilton lottery for the Cleveland show on Sunday, and so we decided to pack a bag and go to Cleveland. Cause, so how it works is you enter a drawing, you are told the next day whether or not you won, the show is the day after that. So if you were to enter today, you have up until 9am, the fo- like the day the lottery ends, to enter, you would be told on Wednesday that you won a ticket for the show on Thursday. So she entered Friday, was told Saturday that she won tickets for the show on Sunday. You get to buy two tickets, or up to two tickets, you could buy just one if you want, for $10 a piece. Turned out, we were in the very front row. Like, so I I saw you guys post that stuff on Facebook. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, your your ticket said row F. Correct. Um, do you happen to know, and you might not, um, was this one of those things where, like, the stage for Hamilton was further out, so, like, row F happened to be the first row for this, and... No, because, like, unless they put can put seating over the orchestra pit... Which I think some places can if there's no orchestra. Which I guess maybe that's possible for some shows, but I don't know how many musicals would not have, like, live music being played for them. I mean that's fair. So I mean there there I'm sure there are productions that don't have that though. Yeah. That's that's the only time I was curious cuz F seems like a weird place to start especially if G is the next one. Yeah, G, G was like it yeah. goes in alphabetical order. Um it's possible that at some point there were rows A through E and w- when remodeling this theater it's not that way anymore. They just got rid of those rows cuz like the orchestra is in a pit below you. Like you look down to see them. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we were, you know, stage orchestra pit us. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Even if you had to go to Cleveland for it. Yeah. So, you know, 14 hours on the road over two days. With uh, all sorts of adventures in the middle. Yeah. Uh, we thought our car died five hours into the trip, or four or five hours into the trip. So, like, in Pennsylvania sections of Pennsylvania. Like, we interacted with, like, seven people while we were out in that section of Pennsylvania. Four of them were chewing tobacco. Nice. Not or surprised. you could tell they chewed tobacco. So, yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, it turned out to be a simple fix. We still are going to, like, get it fixed better, because all we had them do was re-glue this piece of rubber that ripped in half and got sucked into the uh, throttle air intake on the engine, like, halfway. So we want to get a not-ripped part so it hopefully doesn't, the glue doesn't dry up and break again. Yeah. But, uh, so there was a nice 17-hour panic attack in the middle of that trip, and, like, 180 wasted dollars between getting the car fixed and losing out the one hotel reservation. So, were you able to at least refund that? Nope. Or, oh, that sucks. No refunds through Priceline. That's, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. If we could have refunded it, then it wouldn't have been that big of a deal, even if, like, it was a wait for it to get it back, but... I mean, even that, still cheaper than buying a ticket to Hamilton. This is true. Even after everything, <laughs> yeah, the entire, gas and food. And the entire trip for two people was cheaper than one ticket to Hamilton. Yeah, probably. Especially where we were sitting. Yeah. Like, if you could find a front row ticket to Hamilton in Philly or New York, it would probably be close to a grand, if not over. Yeah. Because, um, like, Erica didn't believe that, that the tickets were that expensive. Um, so when she saw that, that you guys were going, I was telling you this in the car, mm-hmm. she's like, wouldn't it have been cheaper just to like buy a ticket in New York? I'm like, no, like they're like, like the bad seats are $500. She's like, no, they're not. And I looked it up. I'm like, no, seriously. Like the bad seat is almost $600. Well, and also the thing about it, like you can't just buy the tickets in New York. Like they're sold out. Yeah, you have to get like, them off of like StubHub or something. Whatever. And then you're pl- paying inflated prices on top of what already the face value are. Like, and the face value are like five hundred dollars. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. Like Sarah looked at the prices for the one in DC and found two tickets for one thousand one hundred and forty dollars. Jesus. Like each? No, that was the total. Okay. After the fees and everything, there were five. It was five hundred dollars a ticket plus seventy dollars in fees for each one. Like that's just insane. Yep. Like, and those weren't front row either. Yeah. So, was it worth it? Oh, it was absolutely worth it. It was amazing. Like, you know, I've listened to that soundtrack all the way through multiple times, so I already knew all the songs. But to see it live, there are certain times where characters will put an inflection on their face or just their their body uh, language that gave a little different meaning to some of the songs and just also seeing them act the things out while yeah. they're singing is impressive. And cause I mean, you're, you're also getting like the dialogue between songs. There right? is no dialogue in Hamilton. Really? It is all songs. Oh, wow. I didn't uh, know that. Th- there is one song that is not in the soundtrack that they performed. Okay. But uh, yeah, they, there originally was going to be dialogue in Hamilton, but as Lin-Manuel Miranda was working on it, he just realized the songs were just better and just make everything, set everything to music. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I figured it was like any other musical where, you know, people will talk and then, like, 
the talking will turn into a song and the song will tell the story for a little while and then they'll scene change and talk a little bit more. It it seems like they're doing that a lot more recently with like musicals. Like, um, The Greatest Showman, 98% of that was song. And then there was a very like few parts that had like dialogue in it and it was pretty much just scene transition that had little to no meaning because it was like two lines at that and then they went to the song. That is like, two lines more than in Hamilton. Yeah, and I'm just but, saying, like, like, everything in Hamilton is set to music. Like, there's a couple spots where it's, like, uh, Hamilton reading Washington's farewell letter. Like, he actually has the exact farewell letter that Hamilton writes for Washington in the play. Like, that's spoken more than sung, but it is set to music. Okay. And it is still, like... It's like sing talky, but it's not. It's called rap. I mean, <laughs> that's the show. But oh, is it all like rap? But more or less. Okay, I didn't know. That. Yeah, it I've is, never heard a single song from Hamilton. It is so. like more rap, hip hop inf- influenced than like your standard musical. Okay, I I knew th- I knew I knew those songs were in it. But I've never listened to any of it to know that mm-hmm. that is the majority of it. I mean, uh, most of the cast is black, or I uh, actually don't even know if there are any, like, white people other than King George in the main cast. Oh, wow. Now, this isn't the same cast that plays on Broadway, right? No. That you uh, saw. So, currently, there are, like, five separate productions of Hamilton going Jeez. on. There's one in New York, one in D.C., one in Chicago, one in London, and then one that is touring. Okay. And the touring one will come to Philly soon. Yeah. I think think the one... I don't know if the one coming to Philly is the touring group or another, like, semi-permanent one. I think I I was told it's, like, the touring one. It it might be. I I don't know. Um, But, yeah, so this was the touring cast. So, actually, like, uh, the person playing Aaron Burr was the understudy for the original Aaron Burr on Broadway. Oh, that's kind of cool. So, and I don't know if there was anyone else that was tied to the original production, but it is, that cast has been together touring the U.S. for almost a year now. But yeah, that took up most of my time, was that Whirlwind Weekend. Yeah, because I mean, like, how much, like, how long was it between her winning and you guys getting on the road? Two hours. Like, was there any discussion, or did she win and you guys were just already getting ready to leave there was discussion but not a whole lot because i I feel like if you would have said no she would have just gone without you uh (laughs) no i don't think she would have made that drive alone i mean not not like gone alone but just gone without you uh, fair she would have found somebody going like she she would i'm sure she has a friend that she could have been like i have a ten dollar hamilton ticket do you want to come take a ride to cleveland with me Mm -hmm. um but yeah the discussion was very short because it was like, yes, it's also coming to Philly. It's super expensive. Like right now, as far as I know, the only way to guarantee a ticket is to buy the, uh, like season pass for, yeah. uh, yeah. The, I have the, the Kimmel Center. The Kimmel Center. Yeah. I have coworkers who is and that lets you buy a ticket to Hamilton. So you yeah. have to pay for that. And then buy the Hamilton tickets. Yeah, at face value, which is yeah. still hundreds of dollars for a ticket. And, like, there's no guarantee we would hit, especially if it is only a touring thing. Like, 
the one in, in Cleveland was there a month. There's no guarantee in that month. I guess it was there a month and two weeks. Like it got there middle of July, and this upcoming Sunday is the last day there in Cleveland. Oh wow! Um, like there would be no guarantee we would ever win the lottery for Philadelphia. There's no guarantee we'll ever win it for New York or DC. So it was. Is she going to keep doing it to see if she wins? I think we're going to take a little break from it, but like. There's no guarantee we would ever win those other lotteries. So to have won it, and it like it's not obscenely far. It sucked that we had to make make the drive home and then go to work on on Monday. Yeah, it's a shame you didn't have like a little bit more notice where you could have like put in like yeah. Even if like, it was just a week, and you came in like, hey, this is really short notice. But yeah, like most bosses, if you like explain that to them, they're going to be like, okay, like. Use a PTO day. Yeah, like, like yeah. my boss would have let me take off, but her work would not. Yeah. So, since she went to work, I was like, alright, I'll go to work, too. I'm not... You should have just been like, alright, sweetie, have a nice day at work, I'll see I, you when you get home. I could have. I, I felt better yesterday than I do today, and yesterday I was up from 8am Sunday to 6am on Monday. That's rough. Slept for two <laughs> hours and then went to work. I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, did you guys get to, like, did she pick, like, Cleveland as one of the places you're willing to go? Or are you just uh, in yeah, the lottery? They, and... they do separate lotteries for every show okay, that's so, going on. So it's not like you could have won it for the London show and just been like, well, fuck, we're not going to this. Right, yeah. Well, I guess you could have. I mean, that was enough time to get a plane ticket to London and assuming you guys both have passports. It's not enough time to get a passport. Yeah. You need minimum two weeks to get a passport. And that's expedited. I think it's longer than that even expedited. I think because it's, I mean, it's like three months not expedited. I I feel like two weeks is too short. I think it's two weeks expedited, but it's expensive. And I don't think it's guaranteed either. Yeah, no, it's it's not. Yeah, no, you enter for the specific city. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Because, I mean, that would have sucked. Like, you, you went for, like, Chicago or London where, mm-hmm. like, there isn't really a, a reasonable path to just drive that one. No. Then, like, yeah, I mean, like, you could totally fly to, sh- to Chicago. It's not that expensive to no. of a flight. And but s- still cheaper than tickets to New York. It is. The, it, the flights are expensive when you only have one day's notice. Unless you yeah. get lucky. Like, if it's, yeah. like, a last-minute flight, sometimes they're cheaper because... They're just trying to sell out seats. Well, so, like, I looked, as we were discussing whether or not to go, I was looking at flights to Cleveland. The cheapest I saw round trip to do Saturday, fly out Saturday, and then fly home Sunday, and then I wasn't even looking at times, because the cheapest I saw was, like, $425 for two tickets. Still cheaper than a Hamilton ticket. That's fair, but Just not saying. cheap enough to have made it worth it. Yeah. Like, at that point, it would... Because like, you would have... I mean, you could have found a hostel in in in, in uh, Cleveland and stayed there overnight. Sure they have. I'm sure they have some somewhere, but it's Cleveland, so do you really want to risk it going to a hostel as well? Well, I mean, at that point, too, you would just take the... Like, if you're going to fly where, like, you have that sort of time, you fly in that we, morning. Yeah, we would have flown in on Sunday. And then fly and out that out. night, and yeah. then you don't have to stay anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, like, you probably, like, did you check, like, the really shitty airlines, like Spirit or Frontier? Uh, I didn't check Frontier. Spirit, 
I don't think flies to Cleveland. Okay. Because, like... Or if they did, that was the one that was $425. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like you probably could have found a really cheap flight on one of them if you were willing to, like, take, like, it, like maybe, like, a red-eye flight there, and, like, you would have already basically been a red-eye flight back anyway. Yeah. So, like... But, like, at the same time, like, who wants to fly at, like, 3 a.m.? And then literally just be stuck in a city with nothing for, like, not, I mean, there's stuff to do in Cleveland. Like, that, I, that's where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, you don't necessarily want to be stuck there with, like, nothing for 10 hours while you're waiting for the play to start. Yeah. Um, that's cool, though. Like, I, I mean, I know Sarah loves that whole thing. So I'm sure that was super exciting for her. Mm hmm. Oh, Spirit does go to Cleveland. Oh, do they? Yeah. Maybe they didn't have any more flights yeah, when I looked. Spirit is so so small that it's not very likely they had any flights. But like, like looking at it right now, Spirit Airlines to get a trip out today or tomorrow, the twenty second, six hundred ninety five dollars for one ticket. Oh wow! Yeah, that's more than I expected Spirit to be. Or at least that's I clicked Spirit. It might have just shown me a bunch of airlines, but. Whatever, like, the main one that flies out of Philly was, like, almost 900 for two tickets. Yeah, flights are weird. Like, yeah. if it's, if you book them way in advance, they're cheaper, or super late, they seem to be cheapest. But, like, if if it's just, like, a few days ahead of time, you're getting, you're paying out the ass for it. Yeah. It's like Amtrak. Amtrak's the same way. Like, all right, day of, your train's not sold out. Like, why is my ticket $200 more expensive than it was two weeks ago? Like, mm-hmm. like I get it. Like up the price as you get closer, but day of, if you want somebody to take that train, drop it back down to fifty three bucks. Like, yeah, but yeah. So that was a crazy whirlwind weekend. That for a little while it looked like we were going to be stuck in Irwin, Pennsylvania. I never think is where we were. That. Yeah, neither did I until we had to get towed off the PA Turnpike into that town. <laughs> did uh, it's a shame if you had a switch. You could have been playing the switch the whole ride there. Could have been playing Diablo 3 the whole way there. not out yet. I know. Next time, though, you could have been playing Diablo 3. I could have used the Steam Link app on my phone to boot up my PC, exit big picture mode, load Diablo 3 on my phone from my... That sounds like a bad time. Yeah, probably would have been. If you were to go to Cleveland right now... You could take a train to Washington, Washington D.C., and then a train to Cleveland for 13 hours and 38 minutes. That is longer yeah, than it took to drive. I know, I know. That's as long as it took to drive there and back, almost. <laughs> like, and tra- it would have been like $400, that train. Google's not giving me a price. Yeah, it's probably uh, like 400 fucking dollars. The th- train is retardedly expensive. Philadelphia to Cleveland train $70 cheap tickets from PA to Ohio. Yeah, to Ohio. To so like it is a the if you book last minute, Philly to New York is almost $200 round trip. Like it's it's an hour and 40 minute train ride usually. If you if you like if you book now for like 2 weeks from now, it's like a regular northeast extension train is like $53 plus like the fees and all. Okay. So like little little over a hundred bucks round trip, but if you were to book like today for tomorrow or Thursday, like it's probably like a hundred and ten dollars each way. Um, Acela is even more. Acela starts at like a hundred and ten, like three weeks out, and then by the time of it, it's closer to two hundred each way. Those trains Crazy. are nice though. Greyhound leaving at eleven ten a.m. and this is round trip seventy one dollars. Thought about it, ten hours, but you could have slept the entire way. I mean, and, you could have anyway. And the Greyhound, you could 
you could have gotten the Greyhound from Mount Laurel, probably. Mm-hmm. And you guys work not too far from there, so I'm sure you could have found a way to get cleaned up before having to go into work. Or just say, screw it, you're going to work smelly because you just saw Hamilton. I feel like taking your own car at that point. Like... Yeah. So, like, I mean, I don't know how late Greyhounds leave. I Usually they leave throughout the night. Yeah, they, you can normally get, like, late trains. Like, that one was 11.10 at night. Okay. The one I, yeah. that was leaving, like, tonight, 11.10 at night. And a lot of them are, like, not direct, but there's there's not a whole lot of stops. That one was one stop. And I believe that was from Philly. So, you probably stop it in Pittsburgh. And transferring in Pittsburgh. I don't know if I'd ever want to take a long distance trip by bus. Like that just that. Yeah, we took a a chartered bus to Rochester for a Wings game. Uh, like the last year, the Wings were around. One of the season ticket benefits was a free trip to a game in Rochester. Like a trip to a game. Yeah. Okay. Like we we got bussed up, went to the game, and then bussed home. Okay, that's still kind of cool. Yeah, and the tickets were for, like it was all paid for as yeah. part of the season tickets. So I mean, I went, I went to, but that was Baltimore. a long fucking ride. I went to Baltimore, and uh, there was a guy who was taking, who was going down with his wife and their two kids to Florida. They're moving to Florida, and they were taking the bus. He said it was a two day trip. Yeah, that sounds about right. But, I mean, they also they went for the cheapest trips. And so multiple transfers and stuff like yeah. that. And I mean, just driving straight through, depending on where you're driving into Florida, it's like a 16-hour trip. 18 hours. To Orlando. Yeah, which Orlando's middle of the state. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a long drive. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, But I guess you didn't really do much else? No. Didn't really play anything. I was planning to buy Dead Cells this past week. Yeah, you had mentioned that last week. But, but uh, instead, we went to Cleveland. <laughs> If you had a Switch, you could have played Dead Cells on the Switch. That's fair. <laughs> um, how about you, Rich? What, what have you been up to? Oh, um, I played a little bit of Monster Hunter because they released Arch Tempered uh, um, Teostra. And I've been meaning to play a little bit more since last Friday because they updated with new weapons for Kuv, uh Teroth. But I haven't really gotten into it. I had a busy weekend this weekend. Um, Lots of hookers and blow? No, I was originally supposed to go down to shore. Um but my the people whose shore house it was, it's his grandmother's. His fam, his uncle got into a very bad accident. Oh, that in, sucks. Was in the ICU, so they had to cancel because they're the closest ones that live near these people or near him and his family who got injured. So they had to cancel the trip. So instead, I ended up like going to my friend's house each night, played some um, board games, or one of the nights we, or both nights, we ended up playing uh, a new card game called What Do You Mean? It's uh, essentially Cards Against Humanity, but it's with memes. So you, you get a little, like, like stand to put the meme on, and it's memes. That it's I believe the game was made last year, so it is very recent memes. There's one or two Joe Biden memes, a few Obama memes. There was even a Putin meme in there somewhere. Like, very, very recent memes. And so you just, one person judges, and everybody puts down a card. You, uh, the first two times I played, there was just three of us, so we were doing two cards each just to give a little bit more to judge. And then the second time, there was four of us, so it was just one card each. But it's a fun game. I generally win when I play it, because I'm really good with memes. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, you guys might like that game. If what was it, it called again? What do you meme? What do you... M-E-M-E meme. What do you meme? Um, but yeah, so I, I played that, and then Kongswood had this, um, uh, they had like this, this uh craft festival market going on on Haddon Ave 
on Saturday and Sunday, and on Saturday night they had an aftermarket thing going on, where they had like live music and they had street performers. So they had a tightropeist and um, uh, a fire eater and juggler, and like you could bring the kids and they could they'll help the kid walk across the tightrope and teach them how to spin plates and stuff like that as well. That's kind of cool. Just, yeah, just a neat little thing that apparently they do every year. Um, so I did, like like I was just outside all day. I played on Saturday. I played like two raids of Pokemon Go. Got Regirock, so I was happy. Don't have to do it again because apparently the Regis suck and nobody likes doing them. He was the only Reggie I've been able to fight since the Reggies have been out. I think Erica got Reggie. I haven't been able to find a group to fight Reggies. She's gone to Red Bank the last two Sundays. Yeah. Um, and I think it was it was uh, it, it was probably two Sundays ago when it was EV day. When yeah. She was there with Sarah. Yeah, I think she she got the Reggie steal that day, and I think she said that they beat a Reggie Rock, but she was not able to catch it. Yeah, he's really hard to catch. I was getting. Excellent curve, everything with golden raspberries, and he still would break out. It's near. It's apparently like his catch rate is lower than any other catch rate. Is he the the third one that they've released? He's the third one. Yeah. Um, I wonder so, if they're going to do the Regigigas when they get to um, Gen Four, but you'll have to have those three to get them. No, I mean if they do Regigigas, you, you won't have to have them three to get. No, It'll like be... not as like a raid thing, as like a like whatever that other thing was. The <laughs> I mean, there's a possibility, but they would have to remove him. They would have to not have him be a um, a raid and make him be an actual thing that you can catch. Like, a definite catch. Because if you can't definitely catch him, then you're stuck waiting for the raid for a year and a half. That's BS. Well, so I only say that because, like, in the games, like, you get Regigigas by having the other three Regis. Yeah. yeah. So. so it's. I mean, they could. They might. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, so Saturday ended up being out all day with... Playing Pokemon Go, going food shopping, going to my parents' house and doing the um, uh, uh, Kongswood thing. And then I was out pretty much all day. Uh, Sunday as well with me and my friends had brunch because our plans got canceled. So we made new plans. But Look I did... you being a fucking adult getting brunch? We made brunch. We had just everyone oh, went over to a friend's house that's and even lame. made brunch. No, it's better. No. You, you, no. If you're getting brunch, you fucking go get brunch. I, What's that place that, that you and Sarah said is, has really good brunch? Uh, the Telford Inn. I've never heard of it. It's down uh, Route 45. Okay. They do uh, all, all you can eat brunch buffet on Sundays. Nice. We well, we originally were going to try to do uh, Kitchen 519 had a uh, Bros Who Brunch. I saw that online. Yeah, but that was only on Saturday. And like of us, me, I could only eat one thing that was on the menu. It was their smoked platter, which I wouldn't have been complained about. And, um,. They would have brought their wives or significant others because since we had these plans and they didn't, it would have been messed up to not bring them. And one of their it was wives, bros who brunch, dude. One of their wives is vegetarian, and there was nothing vegetarian on that list. Well, you know what? Like Drew just said, bros that brunch. I know, I know. It, Ladies stay home. Um, but I started watching the new Netflix series uh, Disenchanted. Is that the, the Matt the, Groening one? It's the Matt Groening one. It's pretty good. I've only seen the first two episodes, but it just, it makes me think that they put together pretty much a quick, um, D&D one-off, and just every episode is a different D&D one-off, with just comedians, or the voice actors just acting out the stupid stuff, and then they animated it. Like, kinda like Harmon Quest. Okay. That's what Harmon Quest is, I believe, right? Like, Dan Harmon plays D&D, and then he animates what his people do. 
Uh, I believe, but yeah. I believe like that's a running campaign. Yeah, I yeah. Like, like this isn't actually how they did it, but just like it's in a fantasy it's realm. How it feels it just feels like they're just a bunch of stupid people playing D and D, and it's just ridiculous what they're doing. Yeah, I've seen like the trailers for that show, and I just it does it doesn't appeal to me. It's, but I also don't like. I grew out of The Simpsons a long time ago to the point where like that humor just doesn't. Yeah, do it. It, it to me, it's more of a Futurama humor than it is a Simpsons humor. Okay, but it's still that stupid humor. Like on the first episode, it's the the main premise of this series is the princess is being married off for an alliance sake, and she doesn't want to. She tries to run away. They ca- they get her. They bring her to her wedding. <coughs> the guy they're marrying her off to is a complete dimwit and an idiot. At one point, he walks over to grab something, and the throne that the king sits on is the Iron Throne, essentially, from Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. And he leans down and just pierces his head with one of the blades. But he's such a dimwit, he's not dead, because he has nothing in his head. So, it was a running joke for at least the two episodes I've seen, where he's just still alive with a sword through his head, right next to the throne, like, guys, I'm still here, please just pull my head off. And, like, there's a pile of blood just, like... A trickling down yeah. further and further. Um, there's an elf that's ridiculous, and the demon is Lucy is pretty funny too. Like, it's a funny show. It's a silly show, but it's one of those stupid humor shows. Okay. Um, and the last main thing, because I don't really think it, I I started playing Odyssey when I last was on. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I beat Odyssey. Okay, so you, you well you beat the story. I beat the story. I need um I think it's like less than fifty. Stars to unlock the place after the dark side of the moon. The darker side of the moon. Is there really the dark? Is the dark side and then the darker side? I yeah. Really? Because you've been to the place. You you got to the castle, right? Yeah, I've been to the moon, and then the place right after the moon is the dark side of the moon, and then there's one more place to unlock, as far as I know, at least one more. Okay, so you you beat the story, like did the whole Bowser running through the yeah, the that's thing. on the moon. Um, and then when you do that, the game takes you someplace else right afterwards. To the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. Yes, I did. I. It's it's been almost a year. I couldn't remember if that just happened or. Yeah, that brings you to the. Mushroom and I didn't Kingdom. want to spoil that for you by accident. It brings you to the Mushroom Kingdom, and depending on how many uh, stars you have, you can get to the dark side of the moon, and then and yeah, then darker side of the, the moon. Darker side. Of- I I think that's the name of the the place. I know it's incredibly hard. Screw the dark side of the moon because yeah. it's fighting all the bosses with moon physics. And no healing. Nice. I was only I I I probably spent an hour fighting the first boss, and it's the rabbit bosses, not the other bosses. Yeah. I spent maybe an hour fighting the first boss, and I kept dying because you only get three hits, and they don't feed you with any additional hits or anything. And if you die, you have to restart it. There's no checkpoint flags or anything after it. So it's like this is BS. So if the darker side of the moon and it's just even harder, I'm gonna be so frustrated. But my goal is to unlock everywhere and. I don't know if there's any additional endings, but yeah, you need 500 power moons to get to the darker side of the. Yeah, moon. I'm I'm at like 460 or 450. I ended the game with over 350. So th- this is exactly what I thought the darker side of the moon was, and it's a big fuck you section. I'll see it when I. I'll probably unlock it within the next couple of days. Yeah. Um. That that that's a good game though. It is. It's super fun. Like I would catch myself just running around the different worlds just. Trying to find everything. Yeah. Even after I completed it, just trying to find everything. That whole end sequence with Bowser was just 
amazingly awesome. Oh, and the the way that they went about that, like when you get to that point and you're not sure what to do, and then you're looking at Bowser and you're like, no. Yeah. And then you do it and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. It's just like, like the whole, that whole sequence was so cool. And then. Did it take you more than one try? Uh, I think it took me a few tries. It took yeah. me like five or six tries. Cause uh, it, it took was, me three. It was, um, the thing that got me was the platforming in the 2D space. That was like, he just wouldn't jump the way I thought he was jumping. So it took me a few tries. But once I was able to figure out how to clear that, it took me two tries to finish the whole like last room yeah. where the music changes and the floor drops beneath you and stuff. That was just, it was such a fun, ridiculous section that it was kind of, it, it, it had the same amount of fun, like the, um, the end sequence of new donk city. Yeah. Yeah. That was new donk city was probably my favorite end sequence. Cause just like the whole concert and everything going on. It was just so much yeah. fun. Uh, but I've, um, I believe I've gotten most of the purple coins from everywhere. I just have, like, less than nine to get in each zone. And, like, my goal right now is to get all the purple coins and as many stars as I can and unlock everywhere before... my. I have a friend who wants to borrow it. I'll probably maybe let her borrow it this weekend if I see them. Well, I will see them, but if I get a chance to let them borrow it. But if not, it'll be in a couple of weeks. Did you, um... There. Have you started... Since you finished it, have you gone back to some of the other kingdoms? Yeah. Cause, um, just cause like peaches in all the kingdoms. Peaches in all the kingdoms, and then there's the moon rock in every kingdom. Yeah. That you have to hit with the, hit with the hat, and then it'll explode, and there will be more, more moons in each kingdom. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I've used, I've used guides to get like the last one or two moons in each one. Like, I won't use anything until it's like a few left. Cause then it's like, like, it's the ones where it won't give me a hint, and I can't buy one. So the bird doesn't give me a hint, and I can't buy one from Toad. So it's more of a, I have no idea what to do here. Yeah, and some of them are super obscure, and if you missed it, like, knowing where to go to look for it is just impossible. I feel yeah. like Drew's dying over there. Yep. I moved in the way that made my back hurt. Really. So look, <laughs> it, if you get up really quick, like, just stand up as fast as you can, and then do the twist, I think you'll be okay. Yeah, that would probably be, real, like, all the worst things at the same time. I don't know. You got. You just gotta make sure to go down and up at the same time that you're twisting, like the song. Then you'll be okay. You should try it. No. <laughs> okay. But uh, Odyssey was it for you? Yeah. I mean, that was as far as I can remember. That was about it. I have. Um. Yeah. There was another uh, board game I've played in the past couple of weeks called You Got Crabs, which is really silly. So you partner up in teams of two. Uh. I don't know. How, I think maybe six is the most you can have playing the game. Uh. But you partner up in teams of two, and you and your partner. When you say six, you mean six teams or six, six people? Six people. Okay, so just it, three teams. It might be six to eight. I don't like. It might be like you need you need at least four to eight people to to play the game. Um, and it's essentially there. You put the cards down, and they're just a bunch of different crab and crab puns. So it's like crabdelope is a cantal is a crab that looks like a cantaloupe, and like taxi crab and stuff like that. And, and what was this called? You got crabs. And Avra Crab Dabra. Like, just a bunch of stupid crab puns. And the object of the game is to get four of the same crab in your hand. And then let your partner know so that they yell at you that you have crabs. So then you show your cards and you get a crab token. You can call it on the other people 
that they have crabs as well if you can catch their signal and steal one of their tokens away from them. Um, my teammate was a nine-year-old kid, so it was a little bit more, it was a little, a little harder for us to win, but. So you had a handicap is what you're telling me. I had a major handicap. We probably should have gotten a couple of extra tokens. Um, and his parents listened to this, so I hope they hear it. Uh, but it, it was a silly fun game that's just like, it doesn't take a lot to understand. It's just, you, you, so it's like me and the person next to me, it would be our turn, so we would be swapping out cards until we're done and we put our deck down. And then the other person, and then we'd say that it was their turn and they would swap out cards and then put it down. And it comes back to us. If none of us need it, we'd put our decks down. If they don't need it, they put it down. You wash everything, put out four more, and do it again until somebody calls out you got crabs. It's a quick game. Silly. But it was fun. All right. Um, I don't think I've played anything else other than that in Mario Odyssey, which I'm still playing. I'm going to be getting into Crash soon. Probably, probably within the next week or so. All right. Hopefully yeah. you have the top up next week then. Maybe. We'll see. How about you? Um, I played some more Assassin's Creed Origin. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Like they, they definitely changed enough of that game to make me want to play an Assassin's Creed game again. But it still feels enough like an Assassin's Creed game that there's that like familiarity with it. Yeah. Um, the I know people apparently are kind of down on the, the present day stuff. Uh, the little bit that I've done, I, I've only gotten kicked out of the Animus once so far. Um, but the little bit that I did of it, like, it's actually pretty, pretty detailed. Um, and I mean, maybe it's just because I spent the time and actually sat there and read everything on the, on the girl's computer. But like, when you, uh, you played most of the Assassin's Creed, right? Yeah, the only, I haven't played, I didn't play Syndicate at all, and I haven't played, um, I barely played the one before, and I haven't played this one. Um, so you know how, like, anytime, like, you wake up from the Animus, like, you're, like, you're getting out of that weird, like, bed thing? Yeah. So, like, that's kind of what happens, but you're just this random girl in a cave in the middle of the desert. Okay. Um, and it turns out, like, you're some kind of, like, engineer genius who works for Abstergo. Yeah. And you are trying to get a portable version of the Animus to work, kind of, like, off the radar to prove that you belong on that team. Interesting. Um, so, like, it doesn't, you're not related to anybody, as far as I can tell, which I think has been the case in the last few games. Um, like, it, you're not playing your direct ancestor, you're playing, like, DNA that they inserted into the. No, it hasn't been like that since Desmond died in yeah. Assassin's Creed 3. So, they have, so this game alludes to Desmond again. So, like, the girl has a laptop set up in this cave. And, like, you can go through, like, emails, and she has all these files and stuff like that. Some of the files are files on Desmond. And there's reference to, like, whatever his, like, number was. Like, um, uh, like, asset 17 or something like that. Or subject 17, I think. Yeah, I think he was 17. Um, and I'm pretty sure, and I I may have missed this entirely because I, I wasn't piecing the subject number together with who Desmond was. But I think she may have said that the DNA that you're using was subject 17's dna yeah i mean which would make sense uh, yeah he was he was the link to all of it That's... yeah so but the the so the guy that Bayek that you're playing as he's I, I was telling drew last week um he's not an assassin like like this is like the i'm assuming at some point he is going to be the the it, person who like starts the it's the origin of the assassin yeah yeah but like um i'm assuming he will be the like founder of it at some point by yeah. the end of the game but he's a magi. So like he's not it's not like in two where Ezio was really just like 
a rich kid who didn't realize that like his whole family had been involved in like this brotherhood for generations. Yeah. Um, like he, he is like a, he is one in a line of magi. Like I guess his father and grandfather were also. Um, so like he has those skills already. So like the whole like viewpoint and John and doing like the leaps of faith are like a thing that like they were doing already. Like yeah. his father taught him how to do it and he taught his son how to do it. Um, but like, you murder your own son in that game. Oh, jeez. Like, unexpectedly, like, it's an accident, but it's still one of those, like, holy shit, I didn't see that coming. And Well, thanks for spoiling it. it it's in the first two hours of the game. Thanks for spoiling it. Like, the, the game goes better places than that. Now I'm going to see it coming, and it's not going to be a holy shit for me. Um, You still might not see it coming, because it, it definitely happens in, like, a this it shouldn't be where this happens kind of moment. Um, But yeah, the, the I feel like the story is really just now kind of amping up. Yeah, because what a huge map. Yeah, and the thing about the game, because Eric is a completionist just like I am, where you need to get everything done. If you do that, you're going to be way overpowered. Yeah. He he was level 50, and he wasn't even halfway through the story. Yeah, I've been, I've been sort of... I've been being cautious with that. I've been doing a lot of the side stuff, just because a lot of the side stuff has some interesting stuff to it. And it's nice that the map shows you everything. Yeah. Like, it shows you question marks of just areas that are not discovered yet, or in some cases there are, um, one of the quests you get is, like, it's, it, I think it's titled, like, Bayek's Promise. And it's, it's these stone circles that everyone you go to, you then do this weird little mini game where you're lining up stars with a constellation. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with, like, a thing that you did with your son where you, you you brought him to one of these and started teaching him, like, how the constellations work and all. Yeah. So there's, like, 12 of these points for you to find, like, throughout, like, the world. And you can't track it on the on the map where it'll just show you, like, an exclamation point of where to go next. But every time you uncover, like, a new new land, um, there are question marks all over the place. So if you just go to all the question marks, one of them is bound to be the circle and you can do the next one. It's not this weird thing where you have to just back and forth across the map to make sure that you go across every possible like random area of the desert to yeah. maybe find this thing. Yeah. Um the combat's also a lot better than Assassin's Creed used to be. Still not great, but it's not just hold dot or hold block and like parry, which I yeah. I think they they black took that flag they took that out like that, but like I think it was um Assassin's Creed 3 where they kind of like that was like the end of it where they wanted you to not parry as much. Yeah, and like And then Black Flag was more of you you actually should just be hitting. Them. Yeah, and like I remember Black Flag's not being great. I don't know how like Unity or Syndicate got with it, but this one this one like the combat feels better. Like it's still not all the way there, but it it feels more like combat. Yeah. Um and the whole like level system with armor and like I remember playing Assassin's Creed 3 and I don't think I ever changed my weapon cuz you just didn't need to. Like, sure, you could, and it, it would help a little bit, but that was still, that was the end well, of the era where as long as you just held on to, like, R1, you blocked everything, and you just timed it right to parry, and it was instant kill on it everybody. It was pretty much every Assassin's Creed up until 3. Yeah. You do nothing but use the hands, and you can counter, take the weapon, and stab them all in one go. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. It, and the enemies took one hit in Assassin's Creed up until 3. Even during 3, you could just... Take it, stab, drop it, take it, stab, drop it, take yeah, it, Yeah, as stab, long as it was it, some away. sort of, like, assassination attack like that, it was yeah. one hit. If you were just, if you were actually just hitting them, it was multiple. Yeah. But this one is more of a, 
Like, you know, you have to dodge, you have to block, you know. Yeah. You have different, you have a heavy and a light attack. Um, I think they have that in uh, the one in France. Uh, Unity? Unity, yes. So which means it was probably also in Syndicate. Yeah. Um, but like, you, you have, you have a talent tree, so, you know, as you progress the talent tree, you have like your your assassination options, where like you get poisons and bombs and stuff. Yeah, you have your more archery based stuff, where it's it, archery or your your bird. Um, and I was I was telling Drew last week, there's no eagle vision. You actually just have an eagle or hawk. I don't know what he is. So you at what if if you need to find stuff like the way that you used to in like the other Assassin's Creed, you'd go into eagle vision and you'd like use that to like mark the people just around you. Um, you now just call your bird and you take over the bird's perspective and you can fly around a spot and, um, mark all the, the guys on your map and any items that you need to find. Okay. And the bird has sort of like a tracking mechanism to him. So if it's a quest thing, you'll get like this big yellow indicator. Okay. That will shrink down as you like home in on the area. Um, and if you're holding R2, you actually stop moving as the bird. You're just floating so you can actually take your time and like, if you're looking in the wrong direction for that quest item, there'll be an arrow pointing you in the right direction. And then once it's on, you're in that screen, it'll just be the circle. If you're in, so there's a lot of areas that just have, you know, treasures or something to find. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's one of those, they'll still, as long as you're in the vicinity of it, you'll get like that little white, a little white circle that's kind of telling you, okay, there's something worth finding over here. And if you kind of move around enough, eventually the bird will home in on it, whether it's in a building or not, which helps because finding some of that stuff, like in some of the old games, like even like Black Flag and um, 3, finding stuff hidden in cities was kind of tedious and not fun. Yeah. But this, you know, this helps. Like going into like random caves and barracks and ruins and finding like the random treasure after taking out a bunch of people, not as like frustrating or tedious as it used to be. Yeah. I have done, I've done almost all that I can do up to this point without getting myself too strong. Like, I cleared the entire first area. I'm into the second area. The only things left from the first area are things that were too high of a level. Like, it was literally, a, I went to the area and the guys all had red skulls over their heads. Yeah. And the game actually told me, enemies have their level above their heads. If you see a red skull, go away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, in like five, six levels, I have like things to go back to there, but otherwise, I'm kind of, I'm like a level or two over what the story quest is. Yeah. Um. So I'm probably going to like go do the story quest and then go do more of the the area quest to kind of like unlock yeah. all of it. Yeah. Try to keep up on that because Eric was saying that he, um, he reached level cap so fast that he bought the DLC just to have more level. I can understand and that. And he did that twice because there was two DLCs with two level cap increases. Yeah, that, I, I can, I can see that happening. Um, yeah, cause I don't want to be like overpower, overpowered, but some of this stuff just isn't, like, that is not necessarily a game where I want to, I don't really want to do combat in that game. Like, the combat's better than it has been, but if I get, if, if I fuck up and I don't stealth kill as many guys as I want to, and I have to just like fight my way through like four or five guys, I'd rather be a little stronger than them just to make it quicker. Because, yeah. like, some of those fights, like, it's not that they're hard, they just go on too long. Yeah. Um. So, like, I spend most of my time, like, creeping around, assassinating people, and, try, like, whistling, getting them to come over, sneaking around, pulling them off boats, what have you. Um. So, like, if 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 the story quest is level 12 and I'm level 15 or 16, like, that's a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I think I was I told you last week. Um, the the first like your first marked kill, like the the first guy that you're going after. Um, I got up to that story quest and I'm going to get him, and I killed him by accident and didn't realize it. So, yeah. do you remember in like the old Assassin's Creeds where like after you killed your target, you would then have to get away? Like yeah. you would do the little cutscene deal, and then you'd have to take off because they would be out to get you. Yeah. Um. So I t- I took out the first guy, didn't realize it was him. Like I had he was in a big group of guards, so I was gonna try and like s- like whistle like guards over like one or two at a time, and I whistled and he came by himself. Hmm. And I didn't realize it was him until I took him down, and then the guards all attacked me, and I slashed um and killed him in the slash because this game does a weird thing until you get your hidden blade. You don't kill them when you do, like, the stealth takedown. You just kind of, like, flip them over and then punch them in the face. Okay. So they literally just lay on the ground writhing in pain. But if you stand up and slash your sword over them, you you kill them. Okay. So I did that. It killed him. And as I'm getting ready to fight this group of guys, it goes to a cutscene. And then when it goes out of it, it has just moved me on to, like, the next, like, part yeah. of the game. Yeah. Um. And a similar thing happened with, like, a mini kill in... Like from a, a side quest that also had like a cutscene. I killed them, cutscene hit, and then it just kind of moved on. Like nobody was after me anymore. Yeah. Which I, I, there's not like a wanted level that I've seen really, other than if you get caught, they'll chase you a little bit, but it kind of drops really quickly. Whereas like the old games, like you'd actually have to like hide and like stay hidden for a little while. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying it though. Nice. Uh, I also did not spend much time with it, but I loaded up WoW. Why? I did not pay for it. I put no money into it. Did you get a free trial for uh, Battle for Azeroth? No, but they, they give you every other expansion up to that, and you can play up to level 20 for free. Okay. So I just I wanted to see what some of the stuff looked like. Unfortunately, if you go to Darnassus, it you I guess it's one of those like time portal things where you go to Darnassus, but you go to it in the past. So it's still just Darnassus. Yeah. But, like, that whole island, like, Teledrassil got burned. Like, it was destroyed pre-Battle for Azeroth. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to go see... Because, like, when they did that for Cataclysm and, like, um, whatever the dragon's name is, like, came out and, like, flooded the world or whatever, Um. it changed a bunch of stuff. Like, if you go to... The, the Barrens? Wet, not the Barrens, but the Wetlands. Yeah, uh-huh. the Barrens has the big crater in it now. Yeah. But the Wetlands, that, that Menethil Harbor, I believe it's called, the one place that would let you, as an alliance person, take the boat from the one, um, one continent over to the other. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's still flooded. Like you go there, all the houses are like half underwater and stuff. Weren't they before? No, no. It was at it was Cataclysm that did that. Oh, okay. Um, because it was like a, it was like a, a, a an ocean side town, and like yeah. Cataclysm was also the one where they added a bunch to Stormwind. Like Stormwind suddenly has like a dock and everything. It's like the fuck was this for the last eight years? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go see, like, the giant sword that, like, the god stabbed into the planet at the end of Legion, because apparently that's what happened. Okay. Like, do you know, do either of you know what the story for Battle of Azeroth is? I, I, um, I know basic idea is there's some mineral from the gods that... There's unobtainium. Pretty much. (laughs) No, it literally is pretty much unobtainium, um, that both sides are trying to fight to get, and they're located essentially in this... Cluster of islands. Yeah, so at the end of Legion, um, you fight the you fight Omicron from the Transformers. Okay. Um, and then you fight him, and then the uh, the other gods show up and 
help kill him. He is larger than the planet. I think he is like part of the planet, but also not or something. It's wow. It's fucking weird. Uh Yeah. But like his last act before he dies is he takes his giant sword and stabs it into the planet. So like there is literally just a sword in the planet somewhere. Yeah. And around that sword is where this like random mineral is that both sides want. So that's why they're warring with each other again. Yeah. And, um, I guess the, one of the, you know how, like, there's always been, like, a handful of NPC characters that are, like, from Warcraft lore that mm-hmm. are, they're usually, like, the heads of, like, whatever the major city is for each yeah. faction? Yeah. One of them, I don't know, I, I want to say it was maybe, like, the, 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 um, the orc head, possibly. Thrall. Um, maybe Torn. I don't, I don't remember who, uh, went and burned down Tel, Teldrassil. So, like, the night elf, World right. tree is gone. It got burned to ash. There's this big sword in the planet and other weird shit. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, because I can only play at a level 20, I loaded up a level 20 character that was technically like still playable. Um, I'm not sure. I had two level 20s on my account. One of them was not playable. The other one was weird. Weird. Yeah. But uh, I loaded up one of them and tried to to go some places, and it just wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, I did not realize how much of that game had had really changed them. Oh, well, they added the other world areas. They added, they added so, so much because it's been what fifteen years, fourteen. Yeah. So I played. I pl- I mostly played up to to Lich King. So like I played a good chunk of Northrend when they opened that up, which was the third expansion. I bought Cataclysm. Barely played it though. Like I got enough that like I was like a level or two into like that level bump yeah because i think cataclysm might have been the one that was 80 to 85 so like i had a level 80 i got to like 82 and never purchased anything after that so i think after that it was pandaria lords of draenei and legion yeah have since happened um but i didn't realize that like flight paths are just open now like when i i had never been to that other continent with this character that i was trying out and when i got there all of the flight paths that are available for the Alliance up to my level were available okay. to places I had never been. Makes sense. Yeah, which, like, it was nice. Like, it, it made that easier. Yeah. They also got rid of the talent tree. So I don't know if you remember, like, the talent tree, used to, like, you used to have to, like, think about your shit. Yeah. Um, now, like, like that character was a mage. So I had, you, you still have your three, like, specifications, your um arcane, fire, and ice. But it's literally just... Which one do you want to be right now? There's no penalty for changing. It it takes like it's like a 15 second cast to change between the three yeah. things. And you can redo your um your things for each one. So it's not like putting a point into ice takes that point away from fire if I switch to fire. Yeah. And it's just one point every like 15 levels. So like you get to pick pick a a skill either a passive or active skill at 15 and then 30 and then 45 like they they streamlined it a whole bunch yeah which also i don't know i feel like that makes it 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 makes it something different it gives it slightly more replayability because then it opens up the classes that were like for instance i had a light priest i had a healing priest i couldn't get anything fucking done because i had a healing priest if i had gone darkness i would have been able to get shit done so, but if I had been, a- if I had the ability to switch, I would have had better, better time doing solo quests of my level than I would have. Did doing- you make it into Burning Crusade or did you stop before then? I, I had Burning Crusade, but I literally, I started a new character every other day. Like, I did, 
because that was the one thing I loved about Final Fantasy is you could just switch class and not yeah. have to redo everything. But for me, it was like I had a rogue. I wanted a rogue. I wanted a mage. I wanted I wanted a druid. I wanted this, and so I always just I swapped out a different class every day. So at a certain point, I don't remember if it was Burning Crusade or Lich King. It may have even been later than that. Um, they gave you the ability to have multiple um talents. So you, like. Out of your three talent trees, you could actually have two of them. Like, you could dual, dual spec. It was, like, a small cost to, to have that option. I, I think that was in Vanilla WoW when they had... Like, you could have just put points into any spec. Yes, yes, but you can... It, so, what I mean here is you can literally have two different, like, loadouts for one character. So, if, if you were a mage and you want it to be... You want it, like, your... Or a priest. Let's say priest. So... To, to, um, line this up with, with Final Fantasy too. You know how, like, if you're a summoner, you're basically also a scholar? Yeah. Like, it's, I think it's just one other class to 15. I think you get, like, yeah, the conjurer and something else to 15, and it lets you make the arcanist a summoner yeah. and a scholar. Yeah. So you basically got to do that with a priest. You could have your primary spec out as a healer, but then you could buy a second option where you got all of your points still to use and you could put them all in the shadow okay. and it was just it was like a 15 second cast that you couldn't do in battle that would let you change between the two okay but it was still those original talent trees where you know every level you got a point and you had to kind of decide like all right i want to put this point here but even though i'm in like the shadow branch i still want to give like a little bit of stuff over to this healing so that if i'm in a bad spot I have, like, this random healing ability to make myself back up. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Okay. And then for when you were in groups, you would have, like, just the pure healer, where all of your stats were in heal. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I guess maybe just because it got to the point where I think the level cap's 120 now. Yeah. That it was just easier to make it every 15 levels you get a point up to a certain point, because they would have had to just expand the talent trees so far that... It probably would have become cumbersome. Yeah, at at one point, like at level one hundred and twenty, they probably wouldn't have increased the. They probably wouldn't have had to extend the talent tree. They probably just would have kept giving you points, and eventually, you would have had points in everything anyway. So yeah. at this point, let's limit it to where you only get one or the other of each level set, but you can go to anything and you can reallocate that at any time. It yeah. just makes sense. Um. But yeah, like I don't, I don't intend on paying for the game. But I might lo- while I have it installed, I might load it up again and run around as like I might start a character and see what's different from level one. Because apparently they streamlined a lot of like the early game, like one to twenty. Okay. And I know like you get your mount, your first mount at level twenty now, and I think you get yeah. your your epic one at forty, and then you can get flying at sixty. Yeah. Like you don't have to, you don't, you get like the the best flying mount at like level eighty now. Okay. Um. But yeah. Um, and the last thing I did was I, I caught up on Batman. Um, so he got left at the altar. Right. And apparently that put him in a bad place. No. Because who'd have thought it? I'd imagine. So the last like three issues since then, it was a, a Mr. Freeze story, but it was Mr. Freeze on trial for murder. Um, and the, the, the majority of the book is Bruce Wayne is in the jury. Okay. And it's very much a 12 Angry Men where he is the one person trying to convince everybody else that there is reasonable doubt and that they shouldn't convict him of murder, Mr. Freeze. 
<laughs> um, and he's doing that because, like, I guess after the fact, he realized that he brutally beat Mr. Freeze to the point where his only option was to confess to something he didn't do. Okay. So, like, he, like, literally, like, Batman beat Mr. Freeze so bad that it scared him into just lying, Can, like, mm-hmm. lying, lying to, like, get himself arrested. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was just, it was really well done, because, like, you kind of know, you, you know that's what's happening, but the way they kind of play out the jury stuff and having, like, Bruce Wayne arguing why Batman is a hero but fallible to these people who kind of, like, idolize him. It's like, Mr. Freeze is a villain. He always does bad things. Batman has saved every one of us in this room at one time or another. Why would we doubt him? Yeah. Um, it was just, it was really well done. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, the the way that that whole wedding arc thing went, like, the, the issues leading up to that weren't bad, but they felt a little forced. And then, like, the whole thing happening, you're like, oh, I mean, that's kind of, like, just a cop-out. Like, you, you'd have all this build-up and, and tension leading up to this whole, like, wedding thing, and then it's just like, oh, no, like, she just, she changed her mind and left. Yeah. <laughs> to now, it's like, okay, yeah, like, at least you, this is kind of, like, a good fallout to that. And it, it ends with him actually deciding that he can't wear the, the, the kind of updated bat suit anymore. Um, he actually tells Alfred at one point, he's like, I can't, like, I can't wear the suit I was in when, like, I proposed or whatever. Like, get me, get me the original. Yeah. And, like, the last page is him in, like, a very traditional bat suit with the trunks. Similar to how Superman now wears the trunks again. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of funny. Like, DC's like, let's just give them all their underwear back on the outside. <laughs> like, yeah, underwear. Underwear's the best. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I have to. Okay. Sounds neat, neato. Yeah, I'm liking Assassin's Creed. Cool. Assassin's Creed. I heard this one was really good. I just. Yeah, you know, and I wasn't even going to bother with it, but it was on sale like a couple months ago for like a really good sale on PSN. Yeah. And Odyssey looked really good. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm going to give this a shot. Like, it's cheap enough. If it's stupid and I hate it, then I know that I'm not going to like Odyssey. Yeah. But it's good enough that I'm actually, I'm probably going to get Odyssey at some point fall, winter. Yeah. I know PlayStation's been having a huge sale going on right now. They have a so, lot of. They've been having yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that is the show, everybody. As Drew's microphone stand just like collapses onto him for no good reason. Yeah. No idea why that happened. Yeah. So, like you were not even touching it. It just kind of fucking fell down. That, that was, was weird. Dumb. Um. But yeah, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Um. If you want to find more of our stuff, you can go over to www.one-quest.com. You can help us out by supporting us at Patreon.com/slash/onequest. We are on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline. Twitter is at one underscore quest, and so is Instagram. Uh, Drew is still very confused about his mic stand. Yep. Um, you can find our podcast on all your favorite podcast services, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify. Um, if you could like us, subscribe to us, rate us on those platforms, that would be awesome. It does help. Um, and you can email us, social at one-quest.com. And I believe that's it. Uh, there will probably be a bunch more Gamescom news when we gather next week. Yep. Um, but until then, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody.